A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Good morning and welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Captain Kevin Favor sitting in with Captain Ricky Pupor is in the house and a uh, little different show today. Yeah. All right. Uh, Logaman is going to be calling in. Um, Captain Kirk had some dental issues, so he's not here. But we are live at Steenhatchee River Club in Steenhatchee in the tower. In the skybox. box. sky box. I mean, <laughs> literally, we are uh, three stories up overlooking the inlet and and and, and Steenhatchee River Club and they call it Dead Man's Bay I thought I read that on the sign downstairs. yeah yeah, yep. yeah okay yeah which I, I I'd never heard that before so I can't wait uh, till it breaks daylight yeah I know it just to, just to be able to see um, <laughs> I, obviously I came up yesterday and and um, well uh, it, it's funny because about about a year ago uh Carrie and I came over and fished with Jody Griffiths who going to be with us here in a minute um and and he was you know obviously this place was way under construction but he did bring us up here and he's like this is going to be my office you know so so i was thinking that you know that whenever we're here i'm like jody i want to i want to be in the tower you know yeah (laughs) yeah. so it's not quite finished the the uh, the office not far from it's not far from it so we're 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 but everything else, uh, this place is is stunning, beautiful. Yep, it really is. Yes, uh, the, the 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 tackle store is. Uh, when I walked in, I was shocked. Me too. I was not expecting that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so the the retail store, the tackle store, or on the second floor, um, the bottom floor, and I mean literally the whole damn thing's a bar. Yep. <laughs> And, it's and, awesome. And off to the side, a little ways, several, the, one of the nice. It is the nicest fish cleaning station uh, I've ever seen. We we will we will take pictures of that because we were sitting there having a beer last night, and and, and I looked over and I just saw a sign that said fish cleaning table. I'm like, they can't be cleaning fish, right? Yeah, and, and sure enough, man, you look down there and there's ceiling fans. I'm like, you got to be. And there was probably ten guys cleaning fish it's really well organized yep yep yeah it looks it looks good so uh, ha- happy to be here you know these guys have been a big sponsor of the nimnik outdoor show for for a long time and um been, been trying to get over here and there's 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 a few of uh patrons here with us yep <laughs> yep came with a pretty big group uh, yep yep so 
I, I've been telling, I told you earlier that I, I've been coming over here for this sheep's head spawn since I was really, really young, like maybe 16, 17 years old. And this is the first time I've actually made it. Right. And, and I'm not even going to fish. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it, it, the, um, the weather for Steen Hatchie today doesn't look good. I mean, they're <clears throat> calling for 70% chance of rain and, and the wind's already blowing out of, out of the south. And as a matter of fact, uh, my good buddy Roger, and his buddy Rick just came up here and talked to us. They were, they were getting ready to head out. They, they, they found a spot yesterday, they said, that had a bunch of sheep's head on it. But it's 21 miles. That's a long way, buddy. You long know, you, you, and I, you and I were talking about that this morning. Uh, these guys are here run 20, 20 25 miles in, in small boats. They don't even think about it, you know. Um, I, don't, I don't even fish 20 miles off the East Coast. Very something you do. You have a much bigger boat than me, right? You know, but I mean, for the most part, we're you know fifteen miles and in, and now uh, it, it's 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 all different. You know, we uh, if you run a four hour trip, you can't go that far. You know, um, but I did talk to a couple of guides yesterday, and you met one of them this morning. Yep, and uh, they they're they're not running very far. As a matter of fact, the guy that you met this morning has an airboat. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, so he's uh, – um, and, and it was funny listening to him, him, and, his, him and his buddies um, yesterday, and they're all calling him a cheater because he's got an <laughs> airboat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, we got uh, Matt on the line already. This is, this, this is cool. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, guys. How are you? You're fantastic. Morning. Love the show. Um, got a question. Um, I have a good friend that uh, lives in Cora, Montana, grew up there, and he's a huge fly fisherman. Mm-hmm. And um, on his bucket list is coming to Florida and catching a redfish uh, with a fly rod. Okay. So my question is, um, are, are there guides that do that here? Or, yes. Or is that not a Jacksonville thing? Yes, absolutely. So I would, I would recommend two guides, um, Captain Chip Wingo. Okay. And, and Captain Larry Minyard, and that's M-I-N-I-A-R-D. Two, two, two okay. of the absolute best when it, when it comes to fly fishing for redfish. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, Larry kind of started that years and years and years ago. And mm-hmm. um, he's, he's, he's amazing at it, but, but Chip, Chip is right there too. Both, both of them, um, they, they do a lot of fly fishing for redfish. That that sounds good. He, he's coming in November. Is that a decent time of year? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great time of year. Fall is fall's fantastic. You you, you know the fish will get in the shallows. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's always funny. I, I I did it for for years, Matt. I ran fly fishing charters. Uh, now this is this is late nineties, you know, early two thousands, and the the only thing that um, that that I found like guys that come from Montana or whatever, you know, you, you have to throw the, here, you have to throw the fly a long ways. You know, a lot of times right. they're used to, you know, they're used to fishing streams and stuff like that where, you know, it's just a rollover cast or something like that. So tell him, just tell him to practice his long distance casting. That's all I'm at. That's all I'm telling you. Yeah, I'll do it. That's great <laughs> advice. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and like I said, call, call either one of those guys. They're, they are they're very good i i would uh encourage you to call them early because both of them deer hunt 
and November okay. is, <laughs> is is peak peak of the rut. Very good. I'll do it. Th- uh, thanks, thanks again, thanks, Matt. Long time listener. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, buddy. Anytime. Yeah, I did. I, I um, John Botko, who I believe is still around, uh, had a shop called the Salty Feather, and. He was uh, an Orvis-endorsed <clears throat> shop. Larry Minyard's an Orvis-endorsed guide. And so I was like, man, I'll, you know, I'll do that. You know what I mean? I think fly fishing's cool. You think it's tough guiding with a with a spinning reel? I can't imagine. I, I mean, you know, you're, and this was all polling, you know. So, so I had a little flats boat with a – I loved, absolutely loved to pole. I loved pushing people around, you know, and, and, and at that time there, there was, there was very few people red fishing. Um, but you have to position the boat correctly because think, think about it, 30 feet of, of line back and forth. I got a fly in me so many times, dude. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was, you're always ducking and weaving. And, 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 I, and literally I, I, I went to Larry one day. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm tired of being hooked. And he's like, look, you, you have to position the boat a certain way, and you, you do know. it off a platform on a flats boat. So you put the guy up front. Yep. Yep. And so you can't you can't be sh- straight on. You got to be at, at some type of a little bit of an angle so 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 that he can cast and and and, and not get you. <laughs> I tried that. I, I borrowed a, a Mitzi skiff from from mm-hmm. a friend one time, and I tried to do the polling deal off of the polling platform on yep. the back of the boat. It's not as easy. Oh as no, it's not easy. And, 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 and by the way, the guys like <clears throat> that pole here on the flats, Steen Hatchie, Homosassa, um, the keys, all that, that's, that's easy. It's yeah. easy. You, know, uh, you, you get in a Creek yeah, that's, a that's, that's six feet wide and, and, and there's an oyster bar coming around the corner and you're, you're trying to stop. Uh, it was fun though. I, I, that, that, um, low incoming. So, you know, we would, we would kind of fish the, 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 the outgoing tide a lot of times with, with, with live bait and then switch over to a fly rod and, and that low incoming tide, you start at the beginning of the Creek and you just pole. I mean, all the way back. I mean, I would get into some water and there was a lot of times, even in a flats boat, you would, you'd get stuck. It's okay. You just you know, you just sit there until the tide picked you up and you, and you kept going. So obviously, I don't have a flats boat, but th- didn't you tell me that you did that in November, the flood tide fishing? That no, a, no, that's summertime. 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 So flood tide fishing, and and again, I I um, I, I totally. I'll tell you how I I originally thought about flood tide fishing is because that's the same time we get marsh hen tides. Yep. So whenever we were marsh hen hunting when I was a kid, we would always see redfish. And, and you know, we, we didn't, yeah, I didn't register. But when you started guiding, um, I was like, you know, and, and we didn't know anything about tides. We didn't know. The only thing that we knew at that time <clears throat> was a nor'easter. But we know when you had a nor'easter, we knew the the flats would. So it was a total learning curve. And again, Minier's probably the first guy that that, that that started doing. And that's when he fly fishes a lot too for for redfish. Uh, the only fly, only redfish that I've ever caught on fly was during during flood tides. So you will have a few 
flood tides um, between June and August. A few. You know, you might get a nor'easter. Um, you, you need at least a 5.7. You know, our normal tide's a 4.5. So you need at least a 5.7. If you get a 5.7 in an east wind, southeast wind, you can fish within a couple, three miles of the inlet, and you'll have a flood tide. It won't be anything fantastic, but it will flood. But then September, <clears throat> you start getting a lot of the 5.7s to 6.2s. And that's, that's, when, that, that's when it's really good, really and, good. And how do you target them? Like, to me, you mm -hmm. know, you're, you're on a high tide or flood tide. Yep. The fish are just spread out everywhere. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to – how are you going to look for them? So what we did the – fir the, the, the first thing I'm going to tell you, wear jeans. Because the red bugs are horrible. I, 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 I wore shorts like two times. Oh, my God. It was awful. I mean, like, awful. So wear jeans, old tennis shoes, and park the boat and get out. Start walking. Gotcha. Yep. And you see them? Oh, oh, oh. I mean, like, like, yeah. like. I mean, you can. You, so, so the first thing that you got to remember is their, their tails are completely out of the water. Okay. So, so they don't know that. So they're trying to stick their nose down in a fiddler hole or a snail hole, right? So they got their nose and their and their their tails going back and forth because they're trying to dig down that hole. Well, they don't know that it's out of the water. I got you. So so you can you can literally stand there and just and just be patient, and 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 and, and I'll, you'll look over there. Well, there's there's one there waving, you know. And, well, there's another one, it, and it, it it but it has become. So popular. I mean, everybody does it now. I mean, like, like everybody does it. So all the flats that I used to fish and stuff. And, and, and I, I would never, ever hit the same flat in the same year. I had so many flats. From 206 to Pine Island, I mean, I could, I could go anywhere and put you on fish. On, on, you know, and, 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 and again, I, I would start at 206 and, 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 and hit those flats. Because the first time you hit a flat is when it's the best. After that, it, it'll wane off. They, 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 they feel the pressure. I mean, there's, there's no question. But uh, it, it, it was when, when we were doing it in the early 2000s, um, it, you'd see 50 reds. Wow. I mean, I, and that's not an exaggeration. You know, so at that time, it was one per person. Yeah. And um, we would take a Gatorade bottle. You know, the one with a wide mouth mm -hmm. and 50-pound mono and tie it to your belt, poke holes in it, and, and that, that's where you kept your fiddlers. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and so we would keep our fiddlers in there, and when you caught a fish, you just kind of gilled him and, and strung him up and, and, and put him on. But then after that, you went sheepshead fishing. I mean, <clears throat> you would walk by reds, you know, to, to catch sheepshead. How long of a tide would, like, do you have? It, it varies. Yeah. It, it varies. It's, it's all, you know, it, and it can get too high. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you got a nor'easter and a 6-0 tide, you're going to have about a 30, 40-minute window before it gets too high, and then it's, then it's waist deep, then you can't see anything. Yeah. You know, but there's, there, it's, it's, I, I have taken a lot of people, I, I actually took Lagerman, um several years ago, and he, he caught fish. You know, and, and, and it's, it's a, the, the, the problem with it, if you've never done it, you've got to know where to walk. 
Yeah. Because if you that. if you don't, you, I mean, you you think about that that mud. I mean, it'll it it'll it'll suck you up. Oh yeah. You know, you lose shoes and and everything else if you don't know where to walk. And and the only thing that I, I always tell people, if the grass is tall and green, you don't go there. That's you walk way around and stay in that little short spark brown spartina grass. Fun. I mean, it's it's. Uh, yeah, I could see that when you talked about uh, you know marshland hunting and you, you're, I visualize flushing the redfish and you would be a spooking. No, no, no. Once you do that, they go off the flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, and it's it's um, it, you you always catch the red whenever you see a tail like that. Don't cast. Ease up there to him, and all he, all I'm throwing is, is is a little live bait hook and a fiddler crab with a spinning rod. There's no weight, you know, because you're fishing in grass. And so when he's sitting there, you you literally get eight yards from him, and you stand, and, and, and when, when he goes from point A to point B is when you throw it in front of him. So you can see him swimming. I, I mean, I mean plain as day. It's, it's, only, you know, it's only a foot and a half, two feet deep. So, but when he's got his nose stuck down in the mud, he ain't paying attention to, to, to anything, including you walking up on him. And, 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 and so when he, whenever he comes down, he, he relaxes and, he, and he's swimming along. That's when you – and it's – you know, you take 20-mile-an-hour northeast wind with just a fiddler crab and just a hook, it's hard to do. Yeah. It's very hard to do. So you have to position yourself to be able to throw downwind. Um, it's, it's fun. But I, I, the, the, the tricky one – the tricky one is the sheep's head. That is fun. If you if you put the bait correctly, and it doesn't have to be like perfect. If you put a bait correctly in front of a, a, a redfish, every time he'll eat it. Every time, I mean, they're, it, it, that's what they're up there doing. They're they're eating. They're gorging themselves. They 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 won't they won't pass up a fiddler crab. Sheep's head. You you'll watch him, and he'll and you know you're 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 you're, you're literally. Almost like cane pole, and you watch him, and he'll come up that fiddler crab, and he'll and he'll kind of back up. You see him, and he's and he's looking, you know, and then, and then and he'll come up there. You know, you'll see his teeth. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you'll see his teeth, and all of a sudden your your fiddler's gone. You're like, how in the hell did he just do that? Seriously, and and you know now now you gotta get a, get another crab out of the bottle and. And you know, and you're you're trying to watch him to see where he goes. You're trying to get a crab, and and you know, you, obviously, and inevitably, you you grab a male. He's got a big pincher on him, so now you're like, ah, oh, crap, you know. <laughs> so I took yeah. a, an older gentleman on a charter fishing one time, and this guy was a character, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I tend to get over detailed, so I go for this whole speech about how you, you know, get it's how difficult it is to get the sheep's head hooked. Yeah. And he, he, I get all done with this long speech, and he says, he goes, so what you're telling me is, <laughs> is you put this fiddler crap down here in the water, and you set that hook just before he bites. I said, yes, that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I, this is this is this kind of the same same storyline i had these three ladies older ladies and i i I actually did it uh this this is when i ran charters on saturdays after the radio show and i I met them at the dock and they listened to the show right and they had heard that there was a sheep's head bite 
you know. And I, you know me, I don't sheep's head fish, but we're talking to Kirk and stuff. And I ran way up in a creek, and I got anchored up, and and uh, we're yapping and catching redfish, you know. And and they said, um, well, you know, what we heard you this morning talking about this sheep's head bite, you know. And I said, yeah, I said that's kind of Captain Kirk's thing in Mayport. I said I don't, I don't ever catch sheep's head, you know. And uh, it, it, five minutes goes by, right? Honest to goodness, doubleheader, right? I'm thinking, all right, doubleheader, sheep's head. Wow. After I had just yeah. said, no, we're not going to catch them. They're, <laughs> they're hard to catch and, 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 and everything, you know, and, 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 and no, yeah, d- doubleheader, just like what you're, you know, you know and they're kind of looking at me, and, and here's what they said. You know, I, I could have I lied, but they're like, what? You know, sitting in the bottom of the boat, flipping around, and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, that's a sheep's head you know (laughs) you know i could have gone with the black drum thing very easily yes you know but no i had to uh i had to tell them it was a sheep's head it's fun stuff sun's up now man it is it is an awesome view it is incredible yeah sure is absolutely incredible lots of boats heading out yeah yep yep yep. all right let's take a break here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show brought to you by duck duck rooter and we are live it's Steenanty River Club, and we are three stories up overlooking the inlet. It is, it is an amazing view. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. And folks, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, there's only one place to go, and that's Claude Nolan Cadillac. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, go in there and talk to my buddy Steve DeBergen, or obviously Mark Helmick. They'll get you set up with the... Pre-owned vehicle of your choice, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. And before we go to the phone lines and talk to Captain Chip Wingo, we've been corrected on a couple things. Okay, so we are on the fifth floor. Fifth floor. Fifth floor. Yeah. So the elevator because the elevator goes to the third floor, and Jody's like, "You're on the fifth floor," and then we are staying at Steenhatchie River Club, and we're at Steenhatchie Marina yeah. right now. He said two things he was going to correct you on. I thought he was going to say, because I, I think on the West Coast, they call them passes, and on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah okay. That, 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 that would make sense, too. Yeah. I probably screwed that up, too. I don't, I'm not sure about that one, but watch me be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go talk to Captain Chip Wingo this morning. Morning, Chip. Good morning, fellas. Chip. What's happening? How are you? Everything's uh, good. <laughs> Eating Scotty for breakfast before we do the uh, fish bites trading post uh, spring fling today, and it'll be a lot of fun. We're doing some seminars, all kinds of drawings. So, what do you what do you what are you doing a seminar on? Uh, redfish. Okay. Um, do, doing one on redfish today, and uh, Paru's doing one on uh, sheep's head, and I think the the guys from uh, the Chevy Fishing Report, Florida Chevy Fishing Report, are going to be there, and all kinds of vendors. We're raising money um, for the charity Hadash's Hope, which is okay. what, there's a big tournament redfish coming up for that, and that's you know helping women get out of uh, human trafficking. And but anyway, there's it's going to be a lot of fun. There's all the vendors will be there. You know, it, it's it's going to be a good time today. So, but uh, looking forward to it. And, what, what, uh, is, what is what is what is what has Scotty been talking about that 
A positive attitude. Po- yeah, positive attitude. Yeah. That's right. Po- <laughs> the, the power of positive thinking. That's Scotty Shank today at Fish Bites. Yep. Yeah, he's actually um, got Captain's Choice Tackle down there today. He's one of the vendors. So, okay. Thank you. But um, there'll be a lot of different guys. I think Flounder Pounder Clothing's coming. Uh, you got guys from Daiwa. I'll be representing Bull Bay Rods and uh, Florida Fishing Products Reels. And it's, you know, there's just tons of fun stuff for the kids. They got a kids fishing clinic. Um, it's, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun down there. What, so, what, what but, time are we, what, what time are the seminars? Um, the, the seminars go from 11 to four. Okay. Um, and pretty much when they open all the way through the vendors, will be there all day. So, um, it's, is, da- you know, is Dave going to be giving a seminar? Dave. Uh, he 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 came. So when the outdoor show did a remote, yeah, yeah. There, he came. He was the uh, the the offshore guy, right? Oh yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure he if came. he's in the seminar or not. I know he's going to be there with Bree. So I found that guy the most interesting. He was just he he yeah. he really had a lot of good information, and, and he liked to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. He's a wealth of blue water knowledge for sure. Yes, it was very, awesome. Very good. Talking very him. good. So. Yeah. Yeah, I had a so, great week. The bike turned yeah. on. Yeah. You know? And thanks to uh, Hollywood, Chipper finally got him his bird he's been looking for for 10 years. So, um, <laughs> you know. That so, was tell, 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 me about, tell me about the hunt. Because, you so, know, I didn't, it, it, so, so, so anyway, uh, it's just, I, have, I have no idea. I, I think my phone was broke. But, you know, all of a sudden, I just get this picture of you guys with a double of of birds i'm going i didn't know anything about this talk to these guys every day they didn't say anything about hunting it was quickly planned it was like quickly, night before like night before yeah yep. yeah that's yeah it was, it was, he goes can you be here boom i'm there yeah oh yeah <laughs> but uh so we got out right right before daybreak and set up and we're, we're the area we were set we had to use a blind and we were both in the blind and uh, Ricky starts calling, and we get a couple birds that are probably half a mile, mile away, respond. And uh, not you much going on. barely hear them. Barely hear them. Yeah. I mean, it was way, way off. Yeah. Real quiet, you know. And I'm he's really, it's funny because we're sitting in the blind, and he's looking right, and I'm looking left. And we're, I'm on the right, and he's on the left. And I look over, and I go, there's a hen. And he turns and looks. And he goes, you sure? I said, I, I'm as positive that was a hen's head. And uh, he goes, oh, it might be a Tweety Bird. You know, she never said be. anything. She, she, she was quiet? Yeah, yeah, she never said a word. Yeah. Huh. And this is an hour after daylight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So then she comes out, and he's like, oh, crap, she's going to go. Because the gobblers finally fired off. She's like, they're gonna, she's going to go to the gobblers. And I'm like, well, that's all right. Maybe they'll come back. You know, I'm just, I, you know how it is, Kevin. Turkey and Ricky knows, of course, too. Ke- turkey hunting is just phenomenal, period. Just listening. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and the hen came, comes out right in front of us, and Ricky's like, well, I'm going to call to her anyway. And he calls to her. She didn't even look at us. She mm-hmm. had no, no, nothing wanting to do with us. And, uh, but she busted us. She looked at us a couple times. In the blind. And then, uh, yeah, in the blind. A little bit careless. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, all of a sudden, the birds fire off, and they're, Ricky goes, they're coming, man, they're coming. And he can see them, and I can't, is the angle I have. And then the birds just fly into her, and they're puffing up to her, and, you know, she does does not want anything to do with them, you know. And 
Ricky's like, can you see them yet? I go, no, Ricky, I can't see the birds yet. And they, you know, finally I lean way over and I can see them all puffed up, you know. And uh, anyway, he gets them to come over and we're sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And he's got his bird and my bird's behind him. I still can't see my bird yet. And I'm like, we're going to get busted. And they busted us, you know. And I'm breathing like through my mouth because my nose was clogged up. It sounds like I'm about to have a heart attack because I'm breathing so hard. <laughs> you know, I was, I've been waiting 10 years for this bird, and they're beautiful birds, dude. And all of a sudden, I can see him. I go, I can see him now. I can see him now. And he's like, all right, on two. And we whacked him. It was perfect. That, that you is know? who shot awesome. first? I did. You so did? We both yeah. shot. It yeah. Was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was like, like a, a fraction of a second. Yeah. It wasn't even right. a second, but yeah. It was. You know, it was. A, I mean, so, from my perspective of that, when, uh-huh. when 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 that when that hand came out, she had been slightly to our left, and those gobblers didn't answer for a long time. They were they were coming to us. So this mm-hmm. whole time frame, you know, from the first time we saw the hand till I knew those gobblers were over there. I saw them go over there the evening before. Right. So, uh, probably like forty five minutes. Pretty good while, and. I heard that gobbler walk out into my back pasture and gobble, which is still a long ways from us, three, 400 yards. And I, I'm kicking myself because now she is to the, to, to, on the same side of, uh, of – she's towards the gobblers. Right. So I had intended on, you know, shooing her and get so she couldn't, you know, go yep. to them. Right. And anyways – but when they came out in the field and gobbled, I was like, oh, no, that's worst-case scenario. I thought it was over with. I was right. like, she's going to go right over there, and they're going to hang out over there for the next couple hours. But, no, they, they were they were hornied up and loved that call. No <laughs> kidding. Just no, came, they was, left her. It, wow. It was they thought awesome, it was, huh? When they, when they came out into the field and they saw right. her, it was like a live decoy. They went straight to her. She was mm-hmm. out of range. And then they made a few soft calls, and they walked right away from her and came straight to us. Wow. Yeah, so – and, and by the way, um, the, the, the pictures were amazing, and I know that was Amy. It was. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Because Carrie was looking at this, she goes, look, and then she goes, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Rick, Rick, that's Ricky's <laughs> wife, by the way. I'm sure she yeah, – she, she yeah, I mean, I mean, it was all set up with the stump and, you know. and, and, and the, She is yeah. excellent at what she does. Right, absolutely. I am, I am so lucky for that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was um, – and, and the one the morning before that you – when you went by yourself, I was like, a great bird and, and, and another just phenomenal picture, you know. And, and yeah. if, if folks want to see that, they could go to the Outdoor Show Facebook because both of those pictures are on there. And, and Chip is uh, sporting the Outdoor Show camo hat. So l- yep. l- lucky lucky yep. hat. Yep. That is yep. my lucky hat. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. That, that's good stuff. All right, but hey, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Ricky. You guys yes, have sir. an awesome day. Hey, hey, real, real quick, Chip. Yes, sir. Um, did you hear us talking about flats fishing, real quick? Yeah, I did. I, I was listening to you talk about that. Um, Any anything you, you know, want to add to that? No, you pretty much kicked it. I mean, the flood tide okay. is going to be here in November, so we'll have it. Um, and right. all he needs to do is learn how to double haul. If he can double haul, he can catch one. See, that's so, what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew yeah, that. Do- yeah, <laughs> double hauling, and honestly, if he can get Larry Minyard. I would go with the Godfather. I mean, Larry is 
really, really, really good at it. I agree. Know, and, you know, so. Um, He's but, been yeah, doing I mean, it for like 80 been, years. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> okay, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. See you guys. See you later. See you. Absolutely. All right, let's do a, uh, a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig, best barbecue in Jacksonville. I'm sure Lagerman has been by there three times this week. Uh, today, south winds 10 to 15, seas three feet. Tonight, it's, Ricky, it's going to get pretty. Um, and, and I think that tomorrow may be like the, the, the one-and-a-half-day window. Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, tomorrow, southwest 5 to 10, becoming southeast in the afternoon which is just your typical weather, and it should be, should be an easy ride out, an easy ride in. On Monday, south winds 5 to 10, t- 2 to 3. Uh, Tuesday, southwest 5 to 10, seas around two, 2 feet. So Monday and Tuesday look really good. Tuesday night, it's going to start blowing out of the northwest, which means another cold front yep. coming through. Uh, and, then, and then Wednesday... Uh, north winds 15 to 20. So get it get it done Monday, Tuesday. Tomorrow, last day of the Wahoo shootout? Yeah, I believe yes. so. Yes, it is. Yeah, so, 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 and, so they're going to be able to go tomorrow. And by the way, I was looking through, you know, Paul Dozier puts the pictures yeah. of all the fish that are caught. Yesterday, or, yeah, was it, no, it was Thursday or Friday this week was an epic day of Wahoo fishing. Yeah, so. Uh, I kind of thought we were too late. You know, the bite kind of slowed know. down. Mullethead said something about two or three fish over 100 pounds. Uh, yeah, maybe. I know there was at least two over 100 pounds, a 111 <sighs> and a 111. 111. That's a giant. And there were a lot of fish caught. I was really surprised, you know. I, yeah. I, like, All I, the guys that were in, like, First, second, third place, we're thinking they're probably looking pretty good, and uh, I'll bet a bunch of them got knocked down. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really look into that, but it, it, I was just so taken by how many big fish and how many fish were caught. I yeah. Mean, I, I, know that, I know that it's not like we, the Wahoo just disappeared. Right. But the numbers, you know, usually are starting to dwindle, and, and they had already started to do that, and then and I guess this new moon just, man, it fired them off. So... Again, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a Wahoo fisherman, but looking at the tournament throughout the years, okay, four or five years, whatever it's been, it seems like a lot of those bigger fish were caught in January and February. You didn't hear about 100-pounders being caught the third week of, of March. You just, uh, you know, right. I mean, generally speaking, the leaderboard, especially maybe the top five, it is what it is by, you know, the third week of March, and those guys put on a show yesterday i mean 111 pound fish you yeah i I mean i've gaffed 60 pound cobia and he about killed me i mean you gotta put two gaffs in that fish right or you know no but no no because they're such a long slender fish that you can you can handle them pretty easily okay but yeah like you said that 111 pound fish is like for me that equates to like a 200 inch Whitetail. Whitetail, yeah, absolutely it does. That's yeah, giant. that's a fish of a lifetime. That's, yeah. that's a unbelievable. Yeah, yeah tides, tides are always brought to you by Angie Subs, best subs around. And, and don't forget, uh, if it's your birthday, go by and uh, get, you, get you a free sub. Just show them your ID and when you were born and get a free sub. I did that a couple of weeks ago. It was kind of nice. So it looks like uh, Volano Beach, Intercoastal Waterway, we're going to have a Low tide at 6.06 a.m. and the high tide at 12.09. So tomorrow morning, 
Yeah, to, tomorrow right morning, add 45 minutes to that, so basically 7 o'clock. Yep. That's a, that, that, that's a great time to get up early. And, Perfect. You know, um, if the wife wants to sleep in, that, uh, that works, you know, because you can get up early and you can be back early and still Cap- have coffee with her. Captain Jeff Stam just texted in. He said that yesterday, that during the tournament, the last couple of days, they have 111, 106 pounds, and three were in the 80s. That's unbelievable. That is, that is just awesome. Yeah. I mean – it would have been better yeah, if I would have been on one of those boats. But. Yeah, so, so, so I, I know we didn't take a break, but, I mean, for years and years and years, you know, I, I grew up here. I, 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 I said, not here where we're at. We're in Steen Hatchie, but in, in St. Augustine. I mean, an 80-pound Wahoo made the newspaper, dude. You oh, know, yeah. You know what I mean? Picture, hero picture and all that. And now these guys are catching, you know, hundreds and, you know, four or five 80s. That's just. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. 641-1010 if you want to give us a call. Right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. And, uh, hey, just a, a huge thanks to Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Hagen Ace. Um, they opened up a new store in Orange Park. And we were there last weekend, and uh, great store. And 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 when they <laughs> they had food, they had they had everything, bro. And then also just to let folks know, next weekend we're going to be at Standard Feed, and we're going to be doing the same thing. We're going to have food and, and and all that good stuff. But right now we're at Steen Hatchie Marina. We're on the fifth floor. <laughs> And, 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 and the sun's coming up to our right and to our, our left is we're looking over the pass, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not the inlet. They don't have inlets here, right? Yeah. So, I, don't I don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Somebody's waving to us. Well, they're waving to us? <laughs> yeah. They should, they should be waving to us. So, yeah, they, they, they can see us. Um, all right. Let's go talk to Paul this morning. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing? Good, good man. Morning. Uh, What's happening? I heard you guys talking talking about the uh, this is Paul Doge. I heard you guys talking about the tournament. Uh, Thank you. The other the other uh, day, I guess it was yesterday. We weighed one of those great big fish. Uh, Thursday was fishing day, and, and uh, I I agree. I think that a lot of people had their eggs in their baskets and and were ready to go home. And you know, I I think we. As Ricky said, I think we learned that none of us know as much as we think we know about this fishing. And yep. uh, and you know what, Paul? If you hadn't started this tournament, we wouldn't know that much. Well, traditionally, we've been doing this for 12 years now. Uh, yeah. And traditionally, the full moon in March has been when the, the, the tournament has been won. Uh, if, if you get weather around the full moon in March, that seems to be everybody's target last year it was around the full moon in february yeah right when i was a kid you know we we always thought that we always had our better fishing in february from valentine's day maybe till the first week of march like february 15th to march the 10th was always the the better fishing and and, and obviously it's all changed and it's all moved in shore and uh there's there's blue runners living here now that i don't think lived here you know when, when, I, right. when I was a kid 
and That's a great changed point. our fishery. But uh, the, the the fishing on Thursday absolutely blew me away. I, I, I would have never guessed. I mean, I, there's always a possibility when you have, I think we had 17 boats go and a lot of really good fishermen. There's always a possibility of a big fish being caught alone or out there, but to see that, that many fish, right. a lot of big yes. fish. One boat had three, two or three over 80 and, and six over 60, he said. This is incredible. Holy. It's incredible fish. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me let me ask you this, uh, t- tournament-wise, because I have not looked at the leaderboard. We, we've, we've been over Steen Hatchie and, and uh, had, had some other issues this week, but um, did it change the leaderboard? That's in the it top five? absolutely changed the leaderboard, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, um, Zach Wilson, bigger and better, had a 91-pounder uh, last week, I want to say. He caught a 91-pounder and had a smaller fish to go with it, and then he caught a, a 111 and a 58 uh, Thursday and weighed a Thursday afternoon. So the leader had 227, I believe. And uh, going into the the leader was 227, uh, maybe 228. Now the leader's 250. No, the leader's now 261. Excuse me. Is is that so, the biggest aggregate you've ever had in the tournament? No, no. Last year the winner had 265. Wow! But the thing that happened last year, the thing that happened last year was they caught those fish the first week of the tournament. And it took the wind out of everybody's sail, you know. And yep, it was, a, I, I remember. It was, it, <laughs> it was kind of like, well, what do we do now? You know, this guy's got an eighty-five pound average, and a lot of people gave up and quit. And this, I think, if anything else, this proves it's never over, man. It's, it's, uh, you, you don't know, you don't know. And, and let me just say this: it's still not over because right. tomorrow is a fishing day. Yep. And there's a few guys that that, that are on the board that have nice fish. They're going to go fishing tomorrow. And there's some really good fishermen that might not have a great fish. But you can go out there. There was 200 uh, fish over 100 pounds. Who's to say the same boat can't catch two of them? I mean, you, yep. you just don't That's know. Right. It's never over. But, uh, it ha- it yeah, the guy that was February. leading is now in fourth place. Yeah, well, no After. kid. You got knocked down to fourth place. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. It, it was it was a tough day for him. And, and you know, I felt bad. <laughs> but, yeah. I felt bad, but you know it's fishing. It's part of it. You don't you, you don't ever know. You just don't ever know. Yeah, that's 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 definitely tournament fishing. Well, Paul, thank, thanks for thanks for the check in, bro. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and we'll we'll have our awards Thursday night at St. Augustine Fish House and Oyster Company okay. in St. Augustine, and everybody's welcome to come down there and check it out. And, uh, and we appreciate all your help with everything. And get out there and go wahoo fishing. It's apparently not over, but the uh, mahi will be here in a couple weeks. So. Everybody will turn their focus to that. But y'all have a good oh, one. Yeah. Enjoy that place over there. Yeah, right. we're enjoying it. Absolutely. The, uh, the, the, the view from St. Augustine. I keep saying Steen Hatchie. Steen Hatchie. I mean, this is. Uh, um, it's I getting feel, better I, and better. I, yeah, I feel very fortunate to be sitting up here. It's, <laughs> Me it's, too. It's pretty cool. Let's go talk to Archie this morning. Morning, Archie. Hey, good morning, guys. We just. Uh... Yes, you guys, I'm waving at you up on the tower. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you waving. Yeah, man, we uh, had a we limited out yesterday on trout and red, and we're going out Did to do it again really? today. So, uh, hope you well, guys have a good time here, man. We always enjoy being here. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you. Now, now, when you went out the uh, the past, Archie, how much have you fished here? Let me ask you that. 
we we tried to come a couple times each year, and okay. uh, come in this come in the spring like this or early spring, and uh, and then go to uh, come back maybe in the fall. We try to stay away from the summer because it gets real busy. Yeah, yeah, during scallop season. But we always catch fish here. It's always good. That's that's great. So whatever. Anyway, it's kind of loud, so uh, we're heading out. But y'all have a good day, okay? Okay, buddy. Have a good day, Archie. Yeah, we we're literally watching him because it. So it's it. So if you if you look at uh, the, the the river, it's all a no wake zone, and and we're gonna have Jody on here in a minute to tell us how far. But you can see the the end of the no wake zone from right here. So they 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 get on a plane and they 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 go out the channel and literally we watched Archie just get his boat on the plane and <laughs> yep that's that's pretty cool pretty cool. So I had a turkey hunt this week and it was very special. It was it was it was a cool two days. Um, got got invited by uh, my buddy Herb who who fishes with me. As a matter of fact. Jody knows her, and um, I, 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 you know, as as a turkey hunter, um, you're always looking for another place, right? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You're 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 always digging, and and um, Carrie, Carrie and I were talking about this. Uh, I I I did that years ago with my dad's ex boss. His name is Steve Crosscreek. And they worked at Armor Holdings, and I was taking Steve fishing. And he had just bought a new piece of property in Washington State, you know. And you know, and I'm like, eh, you know, I said he's a big time hunter. And I'm like, you got turkeys? Yeah, I got turkeys, but you know, that's one animal I don't hunt. And I was like, you know, kept fishing and kept fishing, and I'm like, you know, I'd I'd love to go up there and shoot a barium, you know, and. Uh, uh, Rio, or and and he's like, yeah. He said, y'all, y'all come on up. And I said, don't ask because I'm gonna show up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, anyway, in end of April of that year, we we flew to Spokane, drove to his place in Washington. It was it was probably one of the ma- most amazing places I've, I've I've ever been. So, anyway, I talked to Herb. Um, uh, last last year when he was fishing with me, because I lost my spot in Florida to hunt turkeys, and and now it's a two week delay between Florida and Georgia, you know. So yeah. uh, you know, all I can do is watch him on my front porch, you know. And Herb called me in, er, earlier in February, and he said, "I got I got you a place to hunt." And I said, "I said okay, uh, you know, details and and um, so he said." Uh, it's 5,000 acres. I'm like, 5,000 acres? He goes, yeah, 5,000 acres. A friend, friend of mine owns it. There's a, there's a few members that, that, that turkey hunt, but we're, you, got, you got permission to come out and hunt. And he just said, give me the dates. So my dates were Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And they, they put us up in this little place that they called the Sugar Shack. And, and um, it was a shack on a lake. Uh, we, and, and, and seriously, we spent a couple hours cleaning, got it, I mean, like, awesome. You know, we, we, we found some bleach. I mean, it was, look, you know, they're giving us a place to stay. We can, we can clean it, you know. Right. And, and now we, we, it's, just a, it's just a little, like, kitchenette with a bedroom. 
And but it's on this huge lake. I don't know if you've been. Uh, I, I, of course you have. Everything's a lake over there. Right. Everything. You know. So anyway, Herb meets us there, and he's got the John Deere side by side, and he's like, "All right, you, you, you know, it's it's five thousand acres. We're gonna." break it up in blocks because there's other members hunting so i'm going to take you to your block was i I, i'm assuming it was somewhere around 1500 acres and so we just literally did a did a square you know and and he's like okay you know here's a here's a hay field um you know but it got to the power line and i went oh i like I mean, because that's, that's where I hunt in Georgia is on the power lines. You know, birds can, you know, they, they can fly up. They can see when they fly down. Anyway, uh, Herb left us, and I, about 6.30, I went out to try to roost a bird. Went straight to the power line. And by the way, when, when, when we were riding around, we saw one gobbler run across the road, on the, uh, way away from the power lines. But I went to the power lines, and, and I sat there for... 20 minutes, hit the call a couple times real loud, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's getting, it's getting pretty close to dark, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back out the gate. I'm going to go back down the road, and I said, I'm going I'm to go to where we saw a gobbler. And so I do. I go, it's, it's, it's a mile. I mean, I go way around, and, 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 and I, I get to where I want to. I park the buggy way away, walk down the road, and it's almost dark. And I, I go to hit the call, and damn gobbler cuts me off. Oh, you know, I was like, oh, you know, okay. No yeah, education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but again, we don't, we don't, I mean, we don't, we don't know the property, you know? So, um, I- anyway, Carrie and I the next morning, and, and, and we're, we're, we're a little late. Not, not too bad, you know, but we're, we're a little late. So, we, we, we set up right where we saw the gobbler. Okay, and then where he was uh, was on on a fire break, and and, and so it, he's gobbling while we're walking in, which we're like, oh, that's that's perfect. We sit down, we call, answers, shut up. He calls, he calls, gobbles, and the next time I hear him gobble, he's way off to the east. I'm like, damn, he flew down to the power line, you know. Now we don't know what's between. I mean, again, just we don't know, you know. So, Carrie, she's a turkey hunter. She's like, all right, we got to do something. I mean, we haven't been there for 15 minutes, you know. She's like, he flew the other way. We got we to gotta go to him. So, I said, okay, well, let's go down the road and, and go walk all the way to the power. This is, this is a poke, dude. I mean, this is a long, long walk. Well, we got about halfway, and I went, this ain't right. I said, I said we need to go back to the buggy, get in the buggy, and, and, and drive around to the power lines because it's just – we would have been dead right. <laughs> by the time. Uh, you know, we got, you know, your, your, your seat, your boots, you know what I mean? And, and by the way, it was 41 degrees. Beautiful. Oh. Perfect. So we, we, we start walking, and, and, and um, there, was a, there was a gate by a pond. The sun was coming up through there. So Carrie and I, we, we went, and, and we... Um, started walking over that gate, took pictures, and then right there was the fire break. So instead of walking the road, we could walk the fire break back, right? I got you. So we're walking the fire break, and I come to an opening, a big opening, like 10 acres. Which is probably where he landed? Right. Gotcha. So, so Carrie and I looked at each other like, that bird's out there somewhere. You know, let's just – and sure enough, I saw a hen. And then 
probably one of the coolest sights I've ever seen in Turkey yet, and I'll never forget this again. The sun is just coming over the trees, and all I see is this fan oh, and the yeah. sun coming through it. And I was like, Beautiful. there he is, you know. And so we, you know, and it, it, field birds are tough. They're in the middle of the field. You can't sneak up on them, you know. Yep. So, so we go way out and around, and we keep a couple palmetto patches. Now, and this is, this is in a cow field, so you know what the palmettos look like. They're, they're chewed down to sure. nothing, right, yep. you know. So we're crawling around. and, and um, Did, Are there other cows in the pasture too? Well, that's kind of part of the story is that, is that the turkeys were on the other end of the, on the, other end of the field, right? Yep. So we kind of got to a, a palmetto patch that kind of hit us, but not really, you know. And, and Carrie has a turkey chair, and then I've got the, the, the seat. And, and so we get set up, and I sit right behind her. Literally, she's sitting on the seat. I'm sitting against the tree. And the cows show up, okay? <laughs> of course well, they do. <laughs> well, they start pushing the turkeys to us. You know, and so there's four gobblers and, and about six or eight hits. And it's a show. I mean, this, and, and I want to tell you this, I'm, I'm, this goes over two hours. Well, they finally push him down in, in front of us, and there's a gobbler kind of out in, in front of everybody else. And he's, he's blown up, and then he would feed, blow up, and feed. And I told Carrie, I said, I'm, I'm going to call to that bird right there. And he's probably 150 yards. And she said, okay. So just real lightly on the slate call, yup, 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 yup. And dude, he turned around like, where are you? You know, who are you? And, and, and I mean, just started walking to us, you know. But it's open. I mean, it's, it's open, open. You can see there's no. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and she, it's the coolest thing. Um, she gets the gun up. I'm, you know, I'm like, no, take safety off, take safety She's. And, and I'm literally, I got my head on her right shoulder. She can't feel me, but I've got my head on. I am looking right down the barrel, you know. And, 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 and unlike Chip, she's got her breathing in, in <laughs> Under order. Control. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Under control. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and the, it, again, you've turkey hunted as much as I have. It, at 50 yards, he stopped. And it was a pine tree between her and him, which is fine. Which is fine. And I, I, I told her, I said, you know, she's shooting that TSS load. But that's still, it's still too far. Yeah, I, I said, like it. No, I said, I said he, needs to come, he needs to come 10 more steps, you know. And he sat there and sat there, and, and she held that gun for like seven minutes. I, and people are like, that's a long time to hold a shotgun, you know. And, and, and by the way, we have ordered her shooting sticks now, you know. I mean, it, it, would, it would have helped. But anyway, the bird did ease off. And, and she turned around to me and she said, that's one of the coolest hunts I've ever had, man. I mean, it was, it was, it was really cool. So I, that, was, that was day one. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we got an LV Hires gear tip. And we are live at Steeton Hatchie Marina. And also we'll have Mr. Jody come on uh, after the LV Hires gear tip. And we're going to get a little history of this place. We'll be right back with the Nimnik Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Now it's time for your LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week. And listen, if you have like a, a job site and you need fuel, they'll deliver the tank, they'll deliver the fuel, they'll take care of you. And uh, so it's 259 2314. That's 904 259 2314. And this week's gear tip is brought to you by Logaman. Yeah. Morning, Logs. Good morning, boys. Good morning. <laughs> good, good morning, buddy. How are you? No, 
Now, first question is, is everybody there accounted for this morning over there? Um, well, 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 Chris Stevens and, and, and his wonderful girlfriend, Lucy, are, are up, upstairs with us. Um, okay. And uh, I, 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 can, I can tell you, I, looking at him, he needs a Bloody Mary. <laughs> oh. Now, now here, here's the other question. You know, if ever, is, is everybody accounted for? Okay, so everybody's okay after last night? I mean, nothing, nothing, um, nothing bad happened? I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. Um, no. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're not all accounted for. So we're we're uh, taking a little time to come. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, that's okay. I, I'm that's sure. Okay. That, hey, hey, well, yeah, that's fine. They're they're, they're all over. Yeah, they're, look, they're they're at the Steenachie River Club. They're in the cabins. And by the way, everybody who came over to the house last night, they were like, "Dude, these cabins are awesome." They are. They are, aren't they? Yes. I told Amy, yeah. I was like, I want to get one and put it in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. actually, uh, we're, we're loading up the car here, and we're heading over. And Good. So we're looking forward to it. We're, we got a cabin, too. Okay. And, uh, uh, yep. Which is actually dog-friendly, pet-friendly, so Merle's coming. It, it is dog-friendly, pet-friendly, yep. Yeah, there's a few cabins that are dog friendly. I mean, not all of them are, so you just got to make sure right. that uh, you call and, and get the right one. So, so now we're excited. Obviously, we're not there this morning because we had a we had a very important event to attend last night. We had to go to the Aaron Lewis concert last night at, uh, at the of Florida course Theater. God, he was awesome. Oh, was it the Florida Theater? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The gotcha. last time we saw him, he was at the Thrasher Horn and. And last night he was at the Florida Theater, and, and it's a great venue. I mean, there's not a bad seat in the house. And, uh, yeah, he was uh, he was in rare form as soon as he stepped on the stage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll bet he I was. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll bet he was. Did you, did you happen to, to look at the pictures I sent you yesterday of where we're doing the show from? Yes, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It, it, with the sun coming up, I mean, it's like it's incredible. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. How many? So, how many sheep's head did did Chris Stevens catch yesterday? You caught three, right, Chris? Three sheep's head. Yeah, three sheep's head. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and, and by the way, like we in the twenties from the from the look of the text. I'm like, what in the world, man? <laughs> uh, no, no, but but. You know, we're as we spend more time here. You know, we're 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 digging into it, Jeff. We're we're doing a lot of outdoor show research with All with right. guides, and obviously we'll talk we'll talk to Jody about it. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it seems like it seems like that uh, the interest here in sheephead fishing is not the interest we have on the East Coast. Would you agree with that? Well, that's that's I'm, good. That's I'm not fine. sure what you mean. Yeah, I, but I mean, I mean, I think I think there's more people that come from the East Coast to oh, go sheephead fishing absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yeah. Then, oh, then, yeah, yeah. Then, then there so are people better. that for, that live here that go sheephead fishing. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, I just uh, it just it just see you know when whenever we hear you know catching you know twenty to thirty sheephead, Jeff, and they've had a bad day. Well, we, I want to see that bad day. You know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, what yeah. you what is your what is your LV hires gear tip this week? All right. So. Um, so Taylor has a kayak, which is the Hobie Lynx, and yep. uh, the Hobie Lynx is essentially it's like a it's like a stand up paddleboard. It doesn't have the bells and whistles of a normal kayak, and a lot of normal kayaks don't have bells and whistles either. You know, it's a haul, and you yep. either paddle or some of them you can pedal like the Hobie Lynx. 
but there's really nothing designed to hold any gear or fishing rods, etc. And <clears throat> so I, I, you know, wanted to get something for her kayak so that she could put a, a bag, a dry bag, or a small tackle box for two reasons. One, so she can carry something. Number two is that if I happen to want to borrow the board or the kayak because it's a Hobie Lynx, then I would be able to do that because it's a very you know lightweight kayak. And I'm sitting there looking at some of the products that were out there on the market that you could buy that are you know ready-made for a kayak, and they're anywhere from 100 to $180 to mm. essentially have a box with rod holders on the sides of it. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. These things right. ain't nothing but a glorified milk crate. Right? <laughs> yeah. So what did I do? I did mm-hmm. the the redneck invention, which is look a little a little uh, handyman work. You know, you get some PVC, you get a milk crate, which you know a lot of people might even have that laying around the garage. Mm-hmm. And I cut some uh, lengths of PVC and smoothed them out. Got some zip ties, and I made essentially a crate that will hold gear that will hold. Uh, two fishing rods on the side. It will hold a landing net, and then it will hold fish outs, pliers, and the other and the other two. And it didn't cost me, but I think I got the milk crate. I had, I had to buy the milk crate because the ones that I had just were in pretty rough shape. Yeah. But I ended up paying, I think, 20 bucks for two milk crates. And then the <laughs> PVC I had laying around in the shop, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just cut them on uh, with, the, with the saw. I mean, I mean, heck, I mean... The whole thing cost me twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, you know? and, 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 can, and how much were they retail? They they go for anywhere between a hundred to a hundred and eighty dollars. Wow, for those wow. things on a kayak. All right, so and we I'm, can go to fa- Facebook and check it out. Tell you Facebook, Instagram, check it out. It was uh, a little creation. Got some angles and took some rods to make sure that everything was going to work, and it's going to be uh, on the back of taylor's kayak and so here's my next my next uh kind of search uh, project that i'm going to do okay i'm going to find i'm going to find a way to pull that kayak with a bike yep okay because you know where i'm going Uh, yeah i know where you're going (laughs) i know exactly where you're going freshwater fishing yeah yes sir yeah yes yep 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 i got you that's uh that's your lv hires gear tip of the week so so let's let's uh, change change subjects here logs all right all right because i want to ask you and ricky the same thing um you know you and i for for years our turkey seats were the buck lick turkey seats and now you're it, talking it, about not not necessarily a seat it's a vest it's a, it's a, it's a vest a, right a vest with, with a fold-out seat. seat right 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 and 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 the technology since then has changed a lot i mean hell jeff that was that was 15 years ago right mm-hmm. well yep. uh, mine my mine this week broke on me it's done i got i i need a new turkey seat i had okay. ordered that last uh, two years ago um i ordered carry one of those turkey seats that that, that it's an actual seat but it's only okay. a, a, about four inches off the ground yep. and i look at her sitting in this thing and i mean she's like She's snug, man. Oh yeah. I mean, she's just like, she's way more comfortable than I am. And and and, and not only that, Jeff. She, you know, I, with us, we had most of the time we had to have a tree to lean against 
to use those those old turkey seats. And with 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 the one that Carrie has, you fold that dude out and sit down, and you're you're, you're golden. So what what seat are you using now, Jeff? Well, I use two. Okay, okay. Uh, and, it, and it depends if I'm going to bow hunt or if I'm going to gun hunt. If I'm going to bow hunt, I have this little portable. Essentially, it's like a little fold-out, little platform seat that gets me off the ground kind of about what you were talking about, about five or six inches, and that's just enough so that the riser of the bow, the cam, the bottom cam, is not going to be in the dirt. Right. And and I'll sit on that, and it's got no back. I'll put it up against a tree, and uh, and, then, and then I'll unfold my turkey vest, which the one that I have is the one that has the strap system. Yep. And, yep. um, but if I'm, if I'm gun hunting, I, I don't need to take that little chair because it's just cumbersome to carry. And yep. I end up just using the vest and it has the flip down seat. And then yep. when you lean back, it's got a strap system that keeps you from going backwards, you know? And, and, and the strap, the strap broke on me, you know, but, uh, but again, it's, yeah, it's which t- happens. T- t- yeah, 10, 12 years old. I mean, it's, it's, it, and, 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 you know, I probably weigh a little more than I did 10 years ago too. So, um, right. I'm not, no, not no, saying, I, you know. I actually, I had the same, you know, the same one, which is one of the strap, strap systems we're talking about. It was Buckley yep. Creek. Yeah. And I think now Bass Pro Shops have. It is. A, a it's, a, it's a redhead. Yeah. Really, it used to be Bucklick Creek. Okay. Yep. Bucklick Creek was a company that Bass Pro ended up buying out because the turkey vests were so good. And now they, and if you search Bucklick Creek, you'll still pop up this redhead vest that is actually the same exact thing as the Bucklick Creek because that's what it now is. It's a redhead vest. Right. And yeah. it comes in my favorite color, which is Mossy Oak Bottomland. Absolutely, yep. it does. Ricky, same. Tur- turkey seat? I have three setups, uh, and, and it just depends on what kind of hunting or where I'm going to be hunting because most of the time I'm hunting the same places that I've been hunting since I was 15 years old. Right. And if I'm going to be running and gunning i like everything as lightweight as possible i don't even have the i don't even because you know it starts to get warm towards the end of yeah, him right yeah and i don't want to be carrying anything heavy at all so right. no decoys no chair no you know just the simplest setup that i can get and then my i have the same turkey vest uh, the buck yeah yep. the same vest that you guys have for like if i'm if i'm gonna be if it's cooler weather yeah I like that one. Yep. And then if I'm going to be sitting somewhere that I know I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of moving and, and walking, I, I like I have a turkey lounger chair, little aluminum frame, same same kind of deal that you guys. Are same same thing. And okay. I like to carry, you know, if I'm field hunting, I like to have my decoys and and or a decoy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it, yeah. And, the, uh, the, one, the one thing that I've found, uh, especially last year after having done it for the first time, is that that. The having a gobbler decoy when you're yeah. archery, it makes all the difference in the world having the ability to draw and to get time to maneuver to get ready to to make the shot with a gun. You know, I'm kind of like you guys, man. I'm I'm light. I don't like to use a decoy when I'm gun hunting because I want nope. the gobbler nope. to find me. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I tell you, with a bow, you got to have something just to draw his attention away from you. You know, yes. And that's that's very difficult to do if you don't have something to pull his attention away. Yeah. There's no yep. question. I mean, you know, it, 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 uh, the, the, the two hunts, and I'll talk about my second hunt uh, later on um, this, this week, but uh, I, I, had, I had the hen decoy out, and 
it worked like a damn charm. I mean, it, but but what I did is we were sitting on the edge of the field, and 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 I assumed that the gobblers would come in from the left, so I I put the decoy way out to the right so they would walk by us. You know, I didn't put it out in front of me. I put it to the right, and um, it worked. That but, was a mistake. Well, <laughs> why is that? Uh, I, I I I never assume that turkeys are coming from coming from any direction. It, well, they, well, hey, let, 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 I will tell you this: we were at the end of the field on a fence line, so they really couldn't come from my right. They 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 they, they could come from in front of us, but according to what they did the day before, um, when right. we were watching them, you know, and 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 it 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 it, it, it was foggy. It was the coolest damn morning you ever seen these four gobblers out there all blown up and, 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 and coming in. But, yeah, it, it, it worked. But I, I'm, I honestly, I don't – 90% of the time, I don't use decoys. You know, I, I just I don't. don't either, but but those, sometimes those field birds, Jeff, are – That's right. They, they, are, they are totally different. If than, I'm hunting a field, I'm going to have a decoy if I get my choice. Yeah. Yep, whether yep. gun or bow hunting. Yeah. Because it pulls yeah, that attention. If when, you don't have a decoy, that they, they like you say, when you're making the calls, they're they're looking at you. They're, right. They're they're looking for for that hen that that they can't see. Yeah, yeah I had the a decoy is just a I distraction. Had a, I had a happen. Uh, I was in Nebraska years ago, and one thing that kind of made me a little cautious sometimes with with decoys, especially on birds that have been pressured, which this particular area that I was at, I think there were some people that were in there hunting before us, you know, I mean, it was commercial operation. So, you know, that happens. And I, I was calling this bird and he was across the center pivot. And this center pivot's probably, oh, I don't know. He's probably 60 acres, you know, maybe 70 acres. I mean, it was a big pivot, you know, then center pivot for people that don't know. It's a, it's, it's basically it's cropland that has the, the sprinkler system that has a, 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 a basically a sprinkler system that goes around in a circle. And so I'm calling on one side of the pivot, and this gobbler pops out on the other side of the pivot. And I call him. I break out the box call and hit it as loud as I possibly can. And here he comes. I'm like, holy cow, I can't even believe he heard it. Right. He was that far away. He was like a speck. And I mean, I could glass him to see that it was a gobbler, but with the naked eye, unless he was in full strut, I couldn't tell what he was. And and here he comes, you know, and he's coming, comes all the way across the pivot. And I'm in the woods, probably about 50 yards on the other side of the pivot. He, you know, so he can't see what's calling and he can't see my decoy either. And I had the decoy out. He comes all the way across and crosses the whole field, you know, which was, I don't know, quarter mile, something like that. And comes out of the pivot, steps into the woods, sees my decoy, stops, turns around and runs across <laughs> yep. the pivot back to where he came from. And you I'm think like, it was a young bird? Yeah. He was scared of Is it a like, gobbler decoy, hell? I guess? Yeah. No, it was a hen. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, which was, I mean, and from that moment on, I'm like, you know what? You know, these decoys don't mean, uh, I mean, with pressured birds, some birds I think that are smart, I mean, I don't know, but that was weird. He came all the yeah. way across, took one glance at that decoy and said, uh-oh, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah, I've yeah. seen a lot of times where if you use a strut and gobbler decoy, that they uh, they a young bird will shy away from it, especially if he's by himself. Oh yeah. 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 All right, bro. Well, are you are you going to hang around? No, no, no. We're, I'm going to get off here because I'm getting in the car. All right, we're going to we're going to have we're, we're going to have Jody on until until nine o'clock. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to get some, I'm going to get some some um, some history of Steenhatchie River Club. We're at the Steenhatchie Marina. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. 
drop safe. 641-1010 if you want to give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. We'll be right back. We're live at Steen Hatchie Marina. And uh, all the uh, outdoor show gang is starting to show up from Steen Hatchie River Club. I'm glad they're all still healthy. Good morning, Captain Ricky. Jody, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Everything good? Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have you. Um, so, Jody, I guess it was... I think it was like it was three years ago. Carrie and I came over here. We met you. Three or, it may have been longer than that because I, the Steen Hatchie River Club has been a, a sponsor of the outdoor show for a long time. And then and when that happened, Carrie and I came over here to introduce ourselves. And and this was dirt where we're standing. It was was and, and we still have the pictures, you know. And 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 to to listen to the vision of what they were doing, Ricky, I was like, I'm, I'm not a builder. Jody's a builder. Okay, he, he, he had the vision of, of this. And to see this place now, um, and, and, and by the way, Carrie and I came over and fished with you last year. Yeah. Ha, had, had an amazing time. And, Great time. And, and, and you, you brought us up here, and, you know, and you're like, this is my office. So I was like, wow, that's a, that's a hell of a view. So whenever I talked to Jody earlier, uh, about a month ago, about doing a remote from here, I'm like, dude, I want to be, I, I be up in a tower. You know, and I'm glad you said that. I know the fifth floor, <laughs> by the way, the fifth floor. So, it, but it's um, it's a dream, isn't it? It's it, awesome. It, it's uh, it, you know, it's been a conglomeration of efforts, really. Um, you know, not just myself. Um, I have Chester Stokes is one of the big partners in right. this thing, and his wife Linda, and then my brother Toby and I, and um, you know, we 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 tried to design flow in this, and you know, it seems like you finish something of this magnitude, and you get there, and you go, "Gosh, I wish we'd have done this." Oh, God, oh I yeah, wish we'd have done that. Even a house is like that. Uh, well, there's no so, doubt. Yeah. Um, so this was just a larger scale of I wish we'd have done this, and I wish we'd have done that. But uh, ultimately, we're extremely pleased. Um, I love coming to work every day. I mean, uh, I get to look at the beautiful Gulf of Mexico. The, yeah, the river is. Uh, you know, much of it's untouched. It's uh, old Florida at its finest. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful sight. And the sunsets here are absolutely amazing. I, 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 You'll see it tonight. I'll see it tonight. Um, and you're right, because we, you know, our, our sunsets are over lakes or through the trees or Gulf's a totally different thing. And, and I, I would just come over here and, and run like two-hour trips yeah, you know, sunset trips. Some people do, <laughs> yeah. and, they, and they, they actually are a few people. I'm sure they do. Absolutely, I'm, I'm sure they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that that that's fun. So we were we came in yesterday, um, and and again, this is the first time that we've been back since since it was done. Um, the bar is very impressive. <laughs> I think it, I, I measured it the other day just because I was curious. Yeah. It's about it's just under ninety feet. It's eighty eight foot of bar. Um, <laughs> so good. It, you know we can run four bartenders there pretty pretty uh, consistently. Yeah. Um, we left a lot of space. That was one of the parts of the flow that we tried to incorporate. Um, you know the wind. The uh, yeah. The wind has been a little tough at times, but uh, the, like I say, the place is. Uh, we've got I think the second longest, largest tiki in the state. Yep. I think it's 181 foot. Measured it a few months ago. Um, so we're bringing in some live entertainment now. You know the the weather's getting favorable for yes. getting outside and and enjoying this wonderful state we live Peace in. Peace of Florida. Absolutely. Yep. I think yep. it's yep. really cool that the people, you know, you can come and sit at the bar and enjoy your evening and you can also see the fish come in and eat. Like I think that's awesome. I do too. Yeah. The fish cleaning table is yeah. amazing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously going to go take pictures of that because that's, that's always been 
one, one of our beefs in, in, in St. John's County, Duval County does a little better job than, than St. John's County was, is that it, it, the public boat ramps and stuff, there, there's no fish cleaning tables. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is a big deal. They want you, you know, to come, ramp your boat, and leave. Yeah, that's right. Get out you of know, it. And, and, and the thing is, what, what, you know, they don't want you cleaning them at the public boat ramp, right? But people still do. Absolutely. So there's dead fish floating around in people's trailers and stuff like that. So on that fish cleaning table, we were talking about this last night, um, scraps going in a bucket? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then and then and then shipped out. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Do you take them out the inlet? No. No. We actually, we take them on one of our other pieces of property. Okay. We have hogs and, yep. yeah, and wild animals partake and helps yep. with the food chain of life. Absolutely the cycle of it does. Life. Yeah. Um, we uh, just the way the geography and the way the layout of the river, um, the way we're kind of set back in the cove back here where we ramp where we uh, we marina bull our boats. Um, just the way the river flows, if yep. we did try to dump there, um, we'd have a big mess where it kind of dies in at the, the yeah. culvert over here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, it would. It yeah. was a better idea. Um, you know, we're, we are builders. We've been builders our whole life. So, yep. Um, the, that was the easy part was making it where you can get up on them, jump up on them, or do whatever you want to do. Yeah, no, 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 but, no question. But, yeah. but that's one of the flow parts. You know, we try, we tried to incorporate that on every aspect, um, and and we 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 got it right on some of it. Yeah, it, it, it's. Like Ricky said, as um, as fishermen, and and I would imagine most people sit down there at the bar, do it. I mean, whenever people come in with fish, you gotta go, you gotta go look. I went and checked all the the the, the bins that kept the, <laughs> <laughs> with all the pieces, yeah, like yeah. the trash cans. Yeah, absolutely, the trash yeah. cans. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I want to know. Trout and reds have really fired up the last yep. month. Sheep's head. Uh, we were talking about it. Uh, just a little while ago, the sheep's head uh, picked up here about two weeks ago, and people are absolutely uh, wrecking them. Yeah, they really are. Um, you know, we've had these last few cold fronts, so it kind of keeps the fish inshore a little bit confused. Um, but things we, are starting to warm up we, now. We we, we we went through the same thing. We were wearing shorts and t-shirts in February. You <laughs> yeah, know? Exactly. And, 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 and the water temperature spiked to in, in the mid-70s, you yeah. know. And then two days later, it was in the low 50s. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's it, like you said, it really affects inshore. Well, it inshore does. Fishery. And here with the flats, I mean, think about the water depth. Yeah. I mean, we're probably affected a little bit more than on the Atlantic side. Yeah. You have a little bit more depth yep. based on, yep. on travel. Um, so, you know. But but it, these are my favorite two months. I mean, it's uh, the, the big big slob gator trout are fixing to be working on the two foot water and less, and uh, his top water is fixing to kick oh, off. Man, and I've been I, waiting I, all I, year I, for it. I um, was downstairs after I got everything set up yesterday evening. Carrie and I w- went downstairs. And we were having a beer at the bar, and obviously, you you know you look at you look at a fishing guide. You know who a fishing guide is, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, seriously. Oh yeah. And, and so I walked over there and and. Um, had a great conversation with these guys, and, and, and Jody, they were showing me pictures of trout. I mean, like like six to eight pounds. I mean, just just giant, you know, thirty inch trout, beautiful fish. And and the cool thing was, um, I, I I talked to them about releasing. Do we release them all? They 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 don't they don't kill any big females, which I I, I haven't killed a big female like that in, in in years you know i mean i just don't I, as a matter of fact there was a guy cleaning one at the boat rep you know who call him yankee doodle yeah okay and he didn't know
but he was cleaning the 30 inch trout. Oh, I'm like, man. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know, and <laughs> he, he didn't, he didn't, he, 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 he's had no idea. He didn't have it. it, it, it was cool, but he really thought I was mad at him, and I wasn't mad at him. But I'm like, you got to let those fish go. Well, you a know? lot of people don't realize that fish handling, especially right. with speckled trout, you right? Know, a, a red is a scaled, and, and, and a trout is just built completely different, you know. Uh, uh, Captain we have uh, up north of here, uh, Keaton Beach, Captain Pat McGriff. Uh, man's probably forgot more than I'll ever know right. about inshore fishing, and I am totally passionate about inshore fishing, but he's just a very knowledgeable soul, and he put something out in Woods and Water here a while back, and he said, you know, you guys that, that, that come in and, and don't fish here a lot or know, uh, you know, the anatomy of a trout, you damage that slime coat with your dry hands or a net, and he says, you may as well just grab that fish and slap her on the side of the boat. And, right. And it's a lot less painful you know they, they get infected and it's a long-term slow painful death so right fish handling i think we have to become more aware of absolutely um, as a general rule yeah um, fish conservation um i love i love to fish i absolutely love it and i want my kids and their kids to be able to do the same sure. thing so uh fish handling we're going to work on that here that's going to be one of our key well, goals you know, i mean it, it's it's funny uh, we always talk about we as outdoorsmen we're the biggest conservationists there absolutely. is. Absolutely, you know. I mean, we're, we're we're always, you know. Uh, it's it just to take take for example, uh, my my deer herd. You know, years ago, and uh, not that long, four or five years ago, we didn't have that many deer. You know, and and and, and you know, every TV show you watch, you got to kill those, you got to kill those, and, and I'm like, you, you know, no, let's stop you know if you if you want to kill one then that's fine but we we got to bring the herd back absolutely you know and it's the same thing with with qdm quality management absolutely and then you know when you talk about the snook population and and redfish and and it's it's always us you know it's 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 you know i mean you know we went to two redfish per person in in northeast florida and and i was against it you know which i was probably in the minority you know yeah um but my, my what what i said was keep, you know keep it if you if you want to do two fish per person do that for recreational anglers but guides go keep them at one fish per person because they're fishing every day sometimes they're doing two trips Absolutely. a day and and you know if, if you you take a guy that's that, that's killing two or three fish a day and now he's killing eight and, and 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 you know you got you got three or four guides on the same school of fish. They'll wipe them out. Calculate Absolutely. that over an annual period. That's and it'll it, scare you. It, no, it, it, and 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 by the way, it did. It happened just the way that we we yes. said. I mean, the the redfish population is, is is not good in Northeast Florida, and I'll I'll make that argument with anybody. You know, I mean, I know the best of the best. I mean, I I know them all, they, and and they're they see you know, it. It, it, and and if. If they're catching, if they're struggling to catch one or two keeper, you know what? Great example. When Carrie and I fished with you last year, we fished two and a half hours, whatever it was, and 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 we we had three beautiful reds, we had five or six beautiful trout, and you're like, man, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry that that was, you know, so it's slow. And day. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this that's a banner day for us, you know, <laughs> which which again, I'm not trying to sound like old guy here, but 15 years ago. Not like that. it was. It was. It was not like that at all. Totally agreed. It's uh, it's unbelievable how much change and how much effect as fishermen that we have on our ecological system. Uh, yeah, a red snapper. Just look at the red snapper. There, you see. So you know, the, 
mishandling of fish. There's so much of it that right. goes on over there. I think it's getting better, but we, we really need to work on that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's, like Jody said, it, it, it's, yeah, absolutely. So it's, 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 um, we're there, Jody. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we, we fish every day oh, and, 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 and it, to, for people to try to tell you what you're, what, what they think. And we're like, no, that's, that's wrong. We're out there every day. You know I mean? Well, I think and, it's our job right. as people that do it every day to help absolutely it educate is. the general public yeah because um, you you hear you heard so many people go and look the grouper population is way down it's way down over there you know oh, we, it's we, almost extinct it, I mean, yeah it, and, and, and 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 i you know look i'm not a scientist but the red snapper population has to have something to do with that absolutely i mean because you can't go anywhere now and and not not catch red snapper no doubt about it you know i mean so it's uh, it's interesting. Stick around because I, I, I want to I want I want I want to talk about something interesting because I called you last year about this. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Hurricane Ian and Ooh. the effects that it had here because it's totally the opposite of the effects that we have on on, on the East Coast. We were blessed. I mean, yeah, I know. I, I know. Unfortunately, we you know yeah, South I, I, of us yeah. weren't blessed, and I feel that you know yep. I feel really bad for those people, and I watched that footage. Uh, extremely closely because you know uh, the initial assessment was it was coming right yeah. up on yeah i know all right we'll take a break here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show brought to you by duck duck Rooter. we are live at steen hatchy marina and by the way uh half of the outdoor show group is still over at steen hatchy river club i'm sure they'll <laughs> make their way over here eventually we'll be right back welcome back to the nimnik chevrolet outdoor show brought to you by duck duck Rooter. Captain Kevin Favor sitting in with Captain Ricky before. <laughs> and my buddy Jody from Steen Hatchie River Club. We're at Steen Hatchie Marina. This is kind of his and his family's dream. And uh, so we we were talking about this earlier. And and I think I think hurricanes kind of mesmerize everyone. Um, and whether you want to call it weather change, whatever you want to do, but I, I've never seen a hurricane in November. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm at the peak of deer season, right? I mean, it's ruts getting ready to happen. It's it's fall. You know, we we had the hurricane come through at the end of September. We had a brush with that. We got rid of that. But but then I, I'm I'm Jody. I'm looking out in in the Gulf of Mexico, and and they're talking about this hurricane coming this way. And and, and, and you know, to begin with, they said Alabama. Which is which is too close for Steen Hatchy. I mean, that's it's that's a big storm, and then it kind of switched over to like uh, I would say I think they went to like Pensacola, but then they they eventually said, look, Steen Hatchy is is target. That was both models. That was the American and yep, the European. That's model. right. Both yeah. models had. That's what scared me. That's yep. when and I we're said, talking, "Oh wow, we're talking twenty-four hours before it's going to be." Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, and, and and I'm watching this thing, and I text him. I said, "Man, you know, be careful." And and uh, he goes, "Yep." He said, "We're going to." He said, "We're going to, to the marinas." He, and you just explained why because of the way this place was built. And, 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 and I mean, I just, it, you just get that nasty feeling in your stomach. You know what I mean? And, and I kept watching that thing and watching that thing. And, and then they, then they started talking about Tampa. Yeah. It just changed like, yeah, so it, quick. It, you know, and, 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 and obviously it, the crazy thing was Jody, when they showed it, it's, it's going to be here in, in, in how many ever hours they were showing Tampa Bay, all the boats, all the sailboats, everything was still out there. Yeah. Like you said, they didn't have a chance to. I mean, where are they going to go? First off, yep. 
You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, because if you, if, if, if you move north and it changes direction, right. you know, <laughs> you're going to be running right into it. But, I mean, when, that, when, when it switched and went into Fort Myers, um, and, and the reason I'm asking this is because uh, I've got a very good friend of mine, Gerald Thompson, who, who lives here, and he was showing me pictures of this place with no water. And I, that was that was crazy. He was showing boat ramps, and it was just like there was there was there was no water. It, it, it and we're not used to that on the East Coast. You know, we we normally take the brunt of of the other side of the hurricane, where it's just it floods uh, us. Floods us, yeah. I was going to say, based on the quadrant, you know, um, I, I have never. Uh, I was told back. Uh, I think it was a 100-year storm that uh, the, the way this water left this place. I mean, you could see just yep. about every part of the river, you know, bottom. Um, I can't imagine. I've seen it pretty low. Negative lows out here get, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, it's just a scary situation entirely. Uh, well, like we were talking at the break, you know, we, we just our, – our mindset is, you know, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Sure. Pray, pray, pray. Um, and but, you and you always feel guilty about that because you you're do. like we don't you don't you don't want it to hit anybody no, else just no. just go away go you know but it it's it, you know, that so Jody when it dried up were we talking about like everything that we see out there water was dirt yeah, yeah. everything yeah you wow. might have a little right where the middle of the dredge just down right. the, the no center kidding. of the channel yeah I mean and, <laughs> and we can see I mean what, probably three miles offshore from here easily yep. easily easily yes yeah this is it's a great view um, yeah. That's, that's just the, I well, can't we, imagine. Welcome that. to coastal living. You know, I mean, right. I, I live in Cedar Island, and I live in a little stilted house. It's a very humble little place, but mm-hmm. of course, you know, I'm on the Gulf, and I just it's, it's my little slice of heaven. But uh, you know, it, coastal living. Eventually, it's not when it's. I mean, if it's when, right? You know, eventually, yeah. you're going to have some kind of uh, storm situation. We've I, had two here that I, when I got here, it was uh, the storm of the century. I think was in '93, and uh, and Hermine. Right. Um, I think was in. Uh, 13 or 16, don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the two that residents here remember right. more than any. And I think we got here in 18, and that's when Mike, we were just talking about Michael coming over. You know, we, yep. had, a, we had a foot of water in our office on that storm, and, and it was way west of us, and thank goodness. Well, um, we probably had, and, and again, because like I said, I was, I, I was up in Georgia just watching Ian, and it, it was, there's no doubt it was one of the worst. And, and we we really didn't have it. It was never touted as that in Northeast Florida, you know. It was, but oh my God, the water that that came into St. Augustine was epic. Um, and 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 my 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 neighbors across the street from me, um, it's it's not on the intercoastal, but it's on the marsh, and there was there was no grass, and it was. It was halfway up in her yard. That's a that's a long, long ways, man. I mean, it, Ian was the first one for me that I, you know, was scared. Right. I, I remember thinking in the night, I was like, man, the tree could come down on the house and we could be toast. Yeah. You know, it it was Ian was a rough one. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, obviously I'm I'm texting back and forth with my buddies and uh, all of us, and and you're like, dude, a gust just came through here that was like bad. Yeah. But. I'm glad, you know. I I I I hate it for Fort Myers because it was, um, it it's, Lagerman spends time down there in the summertime, and and all the places that 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 he goes are, um, it's gone. Yeah. You know, it, it it it's gone. So, so we were talking earlier about snapper fishing, and we're jealous 
of you guys. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. How how many days did you get in 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 twenty three? Fifty. Don't quote me. Okay. But I want to say I know we had a thirty two, and then I think we had a five day, and probably forty in the forties to close to fifty days. Right. Um, we were very fortunate, but you know it's kind of funny you brought that up because uh, you know when I when we started fishing, um, I guess was in twenty three would have been eighteen or nineteen. We were getting we were we were limiting out fairly quick and up. What is your limit here? Two per person. Two per person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we and, you know we were running out about I want to say in sixty foot of water, fifty to sixty foot of water. Which we is were, how far? Thirty five miles. Okay. Thirty five miles. Um, but as, as the year has gone on, it seems like they've gotten a little deeper. Um, okay. So uh, last year we were in 80 and 90 foot of water, um, you know, to catch our limits. Now a little bit bigger fish. Right. But, uh, but we've been very blessed here with the red snapper. Um, heck, we, we, we limited out here last year, year before last. And, uh, I mean, it was one of those trips where you, you drive longer than you do to put the rods in the water and yeah. then you're limited out. And it's like, doggone, we want to, you know, we're so early. It's too early to come back yeah. in. So we decided we'd try for some gags. <laughs> we, we threw some stretch 30s out. And in five minutes, we had a double hook up. And I'm like, all right. It's good. Yeah. Big red snapper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they were red snapper? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I said, yeah. you have got to be kidding me. They eat everything for on the East Coast. We're catching them top water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they you know, um, again, growing up over there fishing, you – you never caught snapper slow trolling. It just didn't happen. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, when, when it did, we got often. on the radio. We go, you can't believe what just happened. You know, now it's every day. Um, every day we're catching red snappers. You, you go over a piece of bottom and throw out ten pogies. Red it's it's it, 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 they're they're coming up on the surface and eating them like 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 a kingfish would. Yes, you know, I mean, there's there's so many anyway. The fishery's been phenomenal. Right. Um, it's drawn a lot of people here, which we're glad. We need the people here to sustain. Yep. Um, so, you know, ultimately, hopefully it'll maintain. Yep. Numbers will maintain. And uh, I'm looking forward to this season. I mean, uh, we've got a new 39 front runner coming in here very shortly. So I'm looking forward to getting on top of that. That's yep. over in you. You've got yes, to make it is. over yep. in your direction. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Um, we're actually building fuel tanks for them at the deck cap. So. Okay. Um, but anyway, with that said, uh, you know, I, I actually am looking very forward to getting out and, and doing some topwater fishing inshore. This is, I've been waiting. So, yeah. So, scallop season begins when? June 15th. June 15th through September? Labor Day weekend. I Labor believe. Day weekend. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, We're gearing up for that. That's always a uh, 90 to nothing time. <laughs> um, so, we'll do the best. This will be our first full scallop season. You know, we, we, uh, we opened our doors. Uh, July Fourth weekend. Okay, of last, last you're, you're talking about Steen Hatchie Marina. Okay, yeah, that's about this facility. Yeah, um, so we're very excited yep. um, to see how uh, that's going to play out. Uh, Fiddler Fest was seventeenth, uh, eighteenth, and nineteenth of uh, February. February. I think right. there were probably twenty thousand no kid extra people in this little place. Right, so wow. it was uh, it was packed. To say, I'd, yeah. I'd have given you a $20 bill if you could bend over in that bar down there and tie your shoe. <laughs> it, it was packed. Yeah. So, uh, but, but ultimately, uh, you know, um, it's been fantastic. Uh, you know, the people here are great. Um, and like I say, I get to look at the Gulf every day, and it yep. doesn't get any better than that. No. So the front runner is going to be a charter boat, or it's your personal boat? Oh, heck no. Not oh, my yes. personal That's boat. What I was it's, it's, uh, it's Chester's. Chester's, uh, we gotcha. started out with a 32. He normally keeps them two years. We went to a 34, and then right. he got the 36 yellow fin, or 36 front runner. We loved it. And uh, so uh, he went ahead and ordered himself a 39. Um, so I think we're expecting it in the next week or two, and very excited about that. So you text me in January about the boat show. 
in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, tell us. Tell us about the, the, the boat that you're building. Uh, okay, boat. so yeah. another partnership with Chester and yep. Toby, and we have a gentleman by the name of Clay Spivey, and uh, we, uh, we are building deck cat boats. Um, we bought uh, Baytoon boats here about three or four years ago. Um, the boat was originally built to, to, uh, for the big bays up mm-hmm. in the west, and uh, it's a very different concept. It's a true twin tunnel, um, 26 foot long, 8 foot 4 inches wide, but we came to realize this thing has no bow rise. So right. this thing will get up in 18 inches of water. You can run up to a 450-horse <laughs> rating. Right. Um, the boat, uh, we have a couple different designs. We have a fisherman special, a captain series. We have a sandbar series, which I, we think and we know will do very well here with the scalloping because yes. you have the performance characteristics and the fishability or the uh, family aspect of uh it's got an adirondack chair it lifts up it's got a head down in it believe it or not um but this thing will run in less than a foot of water wow um and the ride for the our our washboard gulf is phenomenal i mean we have one of our captains it, uh, uh, the stupid is it fiberglass oh yeah okay okay yeah, yeah. it's a capped model so it's right. two-piece you right. have a, a twin tunnel hull okay. and you have a cap which makes two, it very stable too it's so. extremely this this boat you know you get out marker one and three here with a southwest or a west wind and then you just get that typical washboard golf and uh, this boat just right over the top of it one of our captains one of our uh, really aggressive great inshore captains here uh, runs uh, one of his boats and he's had it for several years and uh he had it down for a couple of weeks of repairs, so we put him in what we call the Captain Series that we're building for a rental boat here at the marina. Mm-hmm. We're going to put three of them in service out here, but this total, it, it's unbelievable. So he's now got his boat up for sale. He wants one of these Captain Series boats nice. to, to guide out of. Uh, I, it's, it's unbelievable. Before I met you, I, I went to the Jacksonville show and, and saw those boats. They are. I, I really like them, too. I, I, There's I, nothing like them. I, I, I did I, notice that, the, you know, I don't know how many boats were in the boat show, but I walked the whole thing several times, and I didn't see anything that resembled yeah, our boat like in any it, yeah. way, shape, or form. And we've got a new flats cat out that Blair Wiggins, Addictive Fishing, we've got one yep. ordered for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he came and run the boat maybe a month, month and a half ago and, and fell in love with it. Now, it's a beast. It's 27 foot by 9 foot, too. Oof. 9 foot, actually. Um, it's rated for 450. This boat drafts in eight to ten inches of water, um, wow. and it is—it's a true twin tunnel. Um, but these boats, just with the no bow rise, I mean, these right. things are unbelievable. You know what it sounds? To, to, I mean, I'd love to have one to run tours in St. Augustine. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many people can you put on it? Well, we. Uh, <laughs> Safely, I would say eight to ten. Yeah, um, we're going to put you out in here before you leave this okay. place. Um, I got one parked over here awesome. in the dry stack, so we'll drop it in the water here before you guys get out of here, and we'll take you out for okay. test running. You'll fall in love with it. I don't have yeah. doubt. Yeah, behind the back. yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm always interested. Um, new, new boats, new designs. Well, it's just so it's, wide open. I mean, the right. fishability. Like I say, if you know, if you're family oriented, we have the the, yeah. the sandbar series with the Adirondack and its front seating and aft seating. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, seriously. You, you, I've been to hundreds of boat shows, all right? Man, wife, kids get on the boat. They all want something different. It, right. it, it, the wife wants a head. You know, she's got to have a head. Absolutely. You know? Dude wants to be able to fish. You know, the kids want room. You know, and, and, and I've always thought, like, a pontoon boat's, like, perfect for that. It's, it is. This boat has it all, except right. for pontoon normally. Right. Now, they're, they're, they're jacking those things up pretty good yeah. now with the high horsepower motors, but... You know, we uh, this captain series I was telling you about. We uh, we took it out. Toby took it out the other day and uh, got it up to forty-seven with a two hundred. So, 
that's not a bad speed that's for a 26 a foot boat yeah yeah and um, they're extremely efficient at that speed oh, there's right. no how, how much does it weigh right at five thousand. okay all right so you don't need a giant truck to, to pull it no not no. at all not yeah. at all half ton truck is half ton truck is, is fine i mean that's what yep. i pull mine with and it's five thousand yep. pounds oh no you'd be fine yeah absolutely fine and like i say i'll i'll, I'll yeah yeah i want to go for a ride absolutely i want to go for a ride thank you for having us Oh, Appreciate glad it. to have you guys. You know, we haven't talked about did you guys make it up on the second floor and look at the retail space. Oh, we, did, yeah, we we talked about that earlier. It's amazing. It, it, it's it's that that, that store when you walk in there, you're like, wow. We're a work yeah. in progress, but uh, we're filling the shelves. It's, yeah. it's getting there. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're tweaking yeah. it. Yeah, I just I, the when you walk in there, that just that display of gulps in the back. <laughs> wow, that's, that's that's a lot of bait. That's a lot of gold. Yeah, that's a lot yeah, of gold. Yeah. We're talking a lot of square footage of, of, of a tackle right. store, too. It's 6,600 feet. I've, I could honestly tell you that I've never seen a retail store slash liquor store in the same room. <laughs> that's pretty good stuff. Only in the hats. Right. <laughs> Drinking and fishing are synonymous. Let's <laughs> well gear them together. That's exactly right. <laughs> New concept. <laughs> We're free thinkers over yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. And then you go downstairs to the next level, and there's the biggest bar you've ever seen it's with a fish cleaning table. Yeah, yeah, that that's good stuff. We're, like I say, we're you know we're learning. We've uh, I think we've been in eight or nine months now, so we're learning every day, uh, trying to get better. Um, we want to you know bring a level of customer service um, that uh, nobody's seen around here. Um, you know, I'll tell you something. I don't know if you're familiar with the loopers. Are you familiar with the loopers? Uh, nope. See those big boats out there? Yes. Those are loopers. Okay. So those guys, there's a 6,100-mile loop, and it starts up. It can start anywhere on the loop, but it starts at the Great Lakes. Okay. It comes down through the Mississippi, down the Gulf Coast, down to the Keys, and back up the eastern seaboard. And those guys, that's all they do. Is they stop at marinas, they gear up, and they live on the water. I've talked to several of them and said, we sold our house, our cars, great people. Right. Um, they didn't realize we were on the map, so we've got, we're now a sponsor. Um, but we get, you know, eight or ten of those guys every That's weekend. That's cool. I bet they have some stories. Oh, my goodness. It's just uh, what a great life. I yeah. mean, to, you know, pull in a marina, stay for a week, yep. you know, and then go wait, watch the weather patterns and, and go to the next yeah. stop. So it's, it's, it's kind of been a, a, a new thing for us, but really enjoyable. Yeah, that might be one of those things that uh, grab a beer from the bar and walk out there and talk to those guys. They're, I'm sure they, they, are, got, they, they are. They, they are they more stories. than – I haven't met a, a – unfavorable one yet they've just been a great bunch of people that's cool all right we we have to take a break hold that thought because when we come back we've got a ring power tip of the week right here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show brought to you by duck duck rooter welcome back to the nimnik chevrolet outdoor show brought to you by duck duck rooter now it's time for your ring power tip of the week and this one's pretty simple captain ricky jody uh come see jody at steen hatchie river club I like it. And so, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's an absolutely beautiful place. Uh, the, it, it, it gives you, and we, we, we talk about this on our, on our ads, it gives you the old Florida feel. You know, there's, there's no condos. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no giant buildings. I mean, whenever you get out the Gulf, whenever you took us last year, I mean, all you, you see is, is, is water, marsh. You know, you don't, you don't see these, these, these big old um, condos and stuff like that and, and plus the the the, the fishing gears 
phenomenal. It's it, it it's it is totally different, Jody, than what we have. You know, we we fish. I started it, on it, that side. Yeah, so it is a, a hundred. It's one hundred eighty degrees different. Yeah, fishing. you know, I mean, to, to we we were just talking about this, Ricky, because you said okay, we got to go to sixty feet of water right now to catch grouper, and it's you're talking thirty thirty five miles. Yeah, you know, I mean that's that's uh, what maybe three miles four. Four miles off the beach. Yeah, yeah, well, for us, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and it's always it's always interesting when when you take people fishing from from over here to over there, and you know we're fishing the beach or something, and, and they're like, you know, how how deep is? I said sixty feet. They're like, what? You know, we're two miles offshore. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, if if um if you want to take the the cool little vacation from from Jacksonville, it's like three and a half hours. I mean, it's an easy ride. And, and by the way, I love the ride. I go through Palatka, you know, it's, it's skirt Gainesville, and, 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 and come up through Newberry, and it's it, it, it's an absolutely beautiful ride. It's about 20 extra minutes, but who cares? You know, it's not like you're in a hurry. So anyway, there's your Ring Power tip of the week. Go to ringpower.com to see all they have to offer. So I, I got to tell, tell you my second day. Of turkey hunting. Yep. I haven't I haven't been able to tell you that. So I, I, we love the turkey hunt. I gather. Yeah, yeah you gather. <laughs> uh, we we were we were um, in near Hawthorne, five thousand acres, and we had the, the the first day we 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 had a phenomenal hunt and we we had hunted this particular field, and when when the, when the birds were roosted on that fire break they they flew down to the east and we were to, to the west the first day so i had to figure out a way to go in the backside and so there was and again we've never you know we did, we drove the perimeter with her but i mean we didn't go to specific spots um but he had given me the name of of, of the land manager his name was scott so i'm you know I'm like all right let's put two and two together here let's call scott scott will tell me and the, the reason that, that I could pinpoint this particular hayfield or field is there was an old beat-up tractor there. It was, it was de- dead, you know? So his name was Scott. I said, Scott, I said, um, I need to get into this field, but I need to come in from the backside. And I described it to him. He goes, okay, go in such and such gate. And so 4 o'clock that afternoon, sure enough, um, I go in and it's right, right in the middle of the cows. You know, you're going through all. And by the way, when I say cows, they're longhorns. Oh, that's cool. Texas cattle. Texas cattle, and uh, and uh, they're a little intimidating. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, seriously, yeah, they're 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 huge. You know, and so I I I called Scott back and I'm like, look, I'm going to be sitting with these cows with my wife tomorrow, and I said I've been around cows my whole life, and I have. And and usually there's one or two of them that are ornery. Yeah, but I gotta walk in in the dark. Yeah, I gotta walk in in the dark. Yeah, you know. And, and so so he goes. He starts laughing. He goes. He goes. The only reason they'll come to the buggy, side by side, is because they think you're gonna feed, feed. them. Yeah. You know. And he said, if you just shoo them away, he was laughing at me. But I wanted to make sure because they are very intimidating. And and so anyway, I went in there. Sure enough, here comes the Longhorns. Shoot them away. And I found the backside of this field. Uh, I found the southeast corner of it, which is which is where I wanted to set up, and uh, so I cut some palm fronds, and you know I made a make, little makeshift blind, and and uh, fired up. And anyway, next day 
Uh, I, I told Carrie, so we, we've got to we've got to be there 15 minutes early because you know if those birds are roosted on that field, it needs to be a little dark. You know. Well, anyway, we woke up the next morning and it was 10 degrees warmer, actually 12 degrees warmer, it was 53 it, it, instead of 41. So it's foggy. I mean, like like foggy, foggy. Damn, you know, I, I didn't know how how the birds were going to react to that. Went in, set my decoy out way to the right, sit in the pine trees, got all comfortable, and waited a little bit, you know, and and and, and heard heard a bird gobble way off. So gave a little tree yelp, and the, the birds that were roosted on that fire break were right there again. And I'm thinking, this is this is the this, this, this is this is the fly down spot. This is where they're they're they're, they're going to come to. And we, we had watched them for two hours the day before mingling around so I felt really good about our chances and Kerry's sitting a little bit to my left and I'm sitting um I'm I, I got more of an opening but I've got my bow with me and my, my thought process is with the bow whenever whenever Kerry's got the gun a lot of times if there's more than one gobbler that when you kill one the other gobblers will jump on his rear end and they, oh, yeah. will, they will Absolutely. beat him up and that's a great time to pull the bow back, you know, because they're not paying any attention nope. to you at all, and so, and then and then heard another gobbler to our right, and I'm like, oh, this is this is going to get really good, and it, again, it's foggy, and 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 I look out in the middle of the field, it's, it's cracking, and and I I can see fans, I'm like, damn, where I, I never saw them fly in or anything, so they must have just flown down, but but again, I mean, you can only see so far, yep. you know. And then I look to my left. I'm like, Carrie, there's a gobbler coming right down the tree line. And, and, and she literally puts the gun up. She's really a turkey hunter. She knows. She knows the drill. And she sat there. And I'm, and I'm watching the gobbler just walk. I don't know. He's going to walk right into that gun. And I'll be damned. I mean, he's only 20 yards, you know. And he walks right in. But, but there's a pie tree between her and the bird. But the pine tree's not between me and the bird. So I, I'm like, and, and he's looking at the hen, decoy, and then he gets stiff-necked, and I went, uh-oh. This, and, 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 he, and he didn't spook, he just kind of turned around, and, and I did, I, I whispered to her, you, you gotta kill him when he, when he goes, because he's going away, you know? And uh, she shot and missed. And 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 and, and the, uh, I I felt I felt terrible for, her, but that's part of turkey hunting. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it it happens. But but the funny thing is is that I I told her and she's shooting a pump. I said jack another shell in, and so and I said sit still. The other gobblers are still out there because I I was watching them when she shot. When she shot, they gobbled. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> they they didn't go anywhere. Wow. You know, and 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 and. You know, she's like, you. I, I wish you had to run. And I did. I rushed her. I'll admit it. And, you know, men, you, you got to sometimes keep your mouth shut. So it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, that just, that, that was a great hunt. But then the hens started flying down. It was still that early. And, 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 and the hens came to the decoy and the gobblers are still out there. And we worked with them for another hour, and they wouldn't budge out of the middle of that field. I mean, they just they they even with they the hens, ex- they expected the hens to come. Absolutely, to they yeah. did. Yeah, they did. And uh, we 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 hunted till about nine thirty, ten o'clock. We had to get back to to St. Augustine, but uh, two 
So did you get up with birds in the field? So we, we let them totally ease off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we and, and that's what they did the day before. We knew their pattern. They they, yeah. they started on that end of the field, and then they would feed to the other end. And there was just enough terrain, you know, that 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 once they got on the other side of the hill, uh, and and uh, and it, the worst part was is went back and called my buddy Herb, and he's like, dude, he said, you, you you got the place till the end of the week, just stay another day. And I'm going, oh, my God, I want to stay so bad. <laughs> but couldn't, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't do it. So it was it was a, a special place, and that's – I know that that's kind of where that area of Florida you you grew up in, you know, the Stark, the, the, the Gainesville, the Ocalas, um, Hawthorne. It's a beautiful part of Florida. It, it is. is. It absolutely is. Born and raised. I mean, I got here about five years ago, but my whole existence has been in Bradford County and yeah. Bay County. Um, I, we, we, we dog hunted for good gosh. I, I don't think I knew you could kill a deer out of a tree in a stand until I was about 15 years old. We, you know, dog hunt was the only thing we ever did. Well, it, it, it's funny. I think, seriously, I think I was, I was 26 years old because I, I had just gotten married. And and that was the first time I ever sat in a in a tree stand. I killed a doe. There you go. Well, first first time I ever sat in a tree no stand. No idea you could do that. No, 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 no. Because um, it, it, all we ever did was dog hunt. You know, I mean, it, and and I can remember as a twelve year old or whatever, and, and it, it, that that's when you know you're, you're eat up with hunting Absolutely. and fishing. I mean, totally eat up with it. And I can remember people talking about sitting in a tree, and I'm like the hell does that mean <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean i mean you, why you, would you limit yourself like yes that? exactly <laughs> why not just throw the dog out there and let him do all the work you know yeah yeah but 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 i will tell you that some of the greatest memories i ever have will be of dog hunting most definitely i, oh, yeah. I mean it, it was far more fun just the characters you know that 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 we hunted with that you know the the, the local guys that you know, it's so many people that uh, that have moved here now, Jody, in, into in our state. There's, there's there's a lot of them. They don't they don't understand what I mean. What Northeast Florida was. Northeast yeah. Florida was a cow pasture, bro. Absolutely. I mean, it it was known as the cow town. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were we were carrying on when we were coming back on on Wednesday, and it was cool to see, but it broke my heart is we were on 16 getting ready to get on us one where the courthouse is and everything a gobbler crosses the road wow. go you know and i'm wow. like it, it but they have no place to go anymore absolutely they're, they're, everything's being built on growth you, you know i mean it, here's a gobbler and he's confused he doesn't know where he is i'm thinking that's sad yeah you know what i mean it's 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 um it, and again people just like we talked about fishing earlier some some people are like, oh, you kill deer, or you know, you kill fish, this that and the other. But my, I mean, I've showed you guys the pictures of all the turkeys in my yard and and, and out out in Georgia. We take care of all those animals. Absolutely. You, you know, we're, we, we, we are again the biggest. We are the con we, we, we are the conservationists. Absolutely. Most, you know, when, whenever, when, how long ago was it that we had that terrible freeze when it killed the snook? Oh, and, South Florida! Wow, that was yeah. terrible. You know, it's funny you say that. You were talking about snook. You know, yeah. Five years ago, you wouldn't find a snook here. Same way with St. Augustine. Now, we are absolutely, I mean, I saw pictures of one, I think, 13, 14 pounds last week. Yeah. At one of our inshore 
captain's caught. Uh, my brother caught a 16-pounder here about three months ago, so it's we're very excited about that. But you talking about the growth, I think that's one of the beautiful things of this area is you don't have it. You know, you'd said no condos. Actually, there is a condo. There's one condo here. We're standing on top of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, uh, this is old Florida at its finest. And, uh, it, it, you know, the, the rest and relaxation aspect of coming here, I think, yep. is, is what draws a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Because there's no place quite Captain like Scott, it. take it on. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, talk to Captain Scott. Shake. Good morning, Scotty. Hey, boys. How Good is morning. it? Good <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful, man. We're sitting up here with the windows all open. and It's, uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's so cool to be well, here. Great. We're watching a line of boats go out the, uh, the, out of the river here. It's a, there's man, there's a lot of people fishing. Dude, it has to be gorgeous over there. It's yeah, because we got east southeast. It's got to be a gorgeous day to fish today. It's supposed there. to be a little bit windy, you know, but it's uh, it, it is right now. It's it's beautiful. Hey, I gotta tell, I gotta pick on myself because you know I always do. But yeah. uh, listen, listen, to you guys dog hunt. How do you, how did you know through all those years dog hunting, you know, that I've gotten, that's how, that's how I've gotten so good to be on the VHF every time. From years, <laughs> on, from years being on, being on the CB channel and then we upgraded finally to the, to the damn linear radios and stuff like that. But I mean, if, if y'all, you know, y'all dog hunting left, do you remember when we would put the, uh, uh, what were the god dang it now i forgot it ricky you you you, you thought you were a big dog because then you got like the output box then mounted you didn't linear the cb radio the, linear, yeah. the linears right that was linears right okay yeah, and now it. all of a sudden you could talk 15 miles instead of like no, four scotty and we would have broken into your truck at night dogs. and cut your linear absolutely out. <laughs> we, 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 you would have had no oh, linear dude. no linear no. Okay, Never would have made it. I've gotten so good. That's it's just it's taken that many years, but that's why I'm so good on the radio. <laughs> Scotty, yeah. can you imagine that, being around a block and Scotty being? He don't even need a radio. No, he doesn't need a radio. He just holler yeah. across. He's coming around the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. Because it's a lot like fishing. When you heard me shoot, just come over and catch dogs. Because it was over. Oh, listen oh, to that, Scotty's a ringer. I yeah, like the confidence. Yeah, so you have more. You have you have more than like two two deer spots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, just an inside yeah. joke. He has three fishing spots that he wears it. out, right? Hey. Yeah. So it's if just, it ain't broke, don't fix. It. That's right. Yep. Yep. That's that's, that's exactly right. right. Hey, Scotty's yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, don't Scotty's that guy no, sits on yeah. the main crossing all day. No matter what block you're in, he sits on that's that. That's right. Cross. That's right. That deer is coming by here eventually. Eventually. <laughs> I don't have uh, my window cracked so I can hear the dogs, and then I wake up from my nap and just step. <laughs> oh, that's the, that, that, I, I'm just telling you, those the, those memories will never be lost because um, it no, was. And uh, that's in, and Dagnabbit, that is what is. I'm so happy for with both my boys. I mean, with you know that, Kevin, Ricky. I have three granddaughters and a grandson. And by God, them damn girls will go catch them hounds just as much as my grandson will. They ain't, they ain't afraid to go grab a call. Yep. You know, and they're, I mean, they're three years old, four years old, and two seven-year-olds. And, and like you said, they're eight up with, with hunting. They're eight up with the outdoors. Um, and, and, and unfortunately I don't get to 
take them fishing as much as I would like because, of course, when the weather is real pretty, you know, and you don't want to freeze them to death right now, of course, it's summertime and we're we're as hard as we could go, you know, here starting in another month kind of thing, yeah. you know. So, and, 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 you know. And, and by the way, you're, you're preaching to the choir, to, to Jody and I, about girls in the outdoors because your, your daughter's a captain. Yes, she is. Yep. Yeah. And, and, she's living the dream in Venice, Louisiana right now. Actually, I was uh, You're with kidding. her. No, I was with her Wednesday and Thursday. We fished Wednesday. She actually just got engaged about a month and a half ago officially um, to a gentleman by the name of Blake Rigby with Triple Tail Charters, and that kid is unbelievable. Um, yeah, Jody sent us wow. pictures last yeah. night. It's a, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll forward you some pictures, Scotty. But we got to take a break. Thanks for calling, buddy. All right, come and see us at Fish Bites today. Captain Stacks here at Fish Bites. We're having a huge sale. Chip Lingo's doing <laughs> seminars. I'm doing seminars. Come and see us. Uh, see you, Scott. You, you got to love, love it. 641-1010 if you want to give us a call right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by DuckDuckRooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by DuckDuckRooter. We're sitting with Mr. Jody, Captain Ricky Papour. In the house. That's me. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna, that's he's, that's we're Scott's get, signature. Yeah, we're yeah. getting a call back. Yeah, on you that are definitely. One. Yeah, he said that he's actually going to trademark that. He's going to get shirts made up because he thinks he's all that. I'm all in. <laughs> If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I thoroughly enjoy messing with him over that, too. Sometimes I hold it just with anticipation just to say that. Oh, he's going he's gonna to text you. Oh, yeah, he's, he's yeah, mad. Yeah, 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 he's going to be mad. Yeah, yeah, yes, he's, he's absolutely going to be mad. But So give me the seasons. So, like, like right now, we're, 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 we're kind of trout and reds and sheep's heads. Tournaments are just starting to kick up. Right. Um, yeah, we've got a tournament coming up, the uh, FCA tournament. We do. Yes. We do on the 8th. Um, I think, actually, we have tournaments logged in here um, every Saturday in April. Mm -hmm. um, I'm fairly certain. I may be off on the very last Saturday, but uh, I think we've got four or five tournaments coming this, this month. Um, and most of them, like redfish, trout? It, it, some inshore, some off. Mo or, more inshore than offshore. Okay, so, so we, we – um, the majority of our tournaments, the inshore, it's redfish, trout, flounder. Do you have any flounder here? Yeah, yeah, we uh, catch a few flounder here. Okay, um, you know, it's I, it's not actually a, a targeted species per se, right? But uh, you know, we uh, we had the community tournament here a while back, and we had some nice flounder brought in on it. But uh, resin trout predominantly, you know, the jacks are in, the blues are in, Spanish yeah. are you know doing some things. Yep. But, uh, and of course, you know, you have the occasional snook. But <clears throat> what about cobia? Uh, we have a cobia run, yeah. kind of like the tarpon run here. Okay. Um, you know, the warmer. You know, they're, they'll be coming in shortly. It can um, be good, too. Really it good. absolutely can Is be that good. like close in? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's on the flats? That, they come so, in so the So you could be like redfish and trout fishing. And, absolutely. And, really? Absolutely. But that's, you know, that's, but that's, you know, I bass fish for a long time. And right. I think that's the allure to, you know, when I finally came out here and did this, and then a kind of bass fishing just left me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love to catch bass, but, but. You know, you can be out here fishing for trout or redfish and hook a 40-pound cobia or an 80-pound tarpon. <laughs> right. And you're not going to do that in the bass lake. Right. And I think that's why, it, you know, what keeps me coming is just, you know, you never know out So, there. So I grew up fishing Swanee Shores yes, sir. With, with my grandparents. And we had, I'll never forget, we had, every year we, just like we do on the East Coast, we had a, a, a big drum run. In, in the deep, They're here. Do, do you have those here? Absolutely. I okay. used to go to Sheard Island and, uh, you know, take a quarter crab. And, yep. And I do it on light tackle. And you'd catch, I think the last time I was there, I caught six. And I think the smallest was 30 pounds. Yeah, that's, that's good. But that's on light fishing. tackle, I mean, it's, you know, it's, right. it's, it's, it's an it's absolute blast. So, um, East Coast, summertime, 
we all kingfish. I mean, that's that, that's you know, charter fishing for the most part is is, is kingfishing. You know, and we catch occasional cobia, um, occasional tuna, uh, but but for the most part, it's kingfishing. And then we our our, our first kingfish tournament, old school, is the the, the first week of, of weekend of June. And so, do you have kingfish tournaments here? Because I, I, I have fished one in Tampa, and, and I was lost. Because I don't know how to fish for a kingfish in 10 feet of water. You know what I mean? Then most of the guys that won went to the middle grounds, which I think is like 90 miles out of Tampa. You know, I mean, we just weren't equipped to, to do anything like that. We, we, we kind of came over, fished the Tampa Bay, the, the channel and stuff like that. We caught a few small fish, but totally different than what we're used to over there on the east coast my very last snapper trip yep. last year i caught two nice kings um and i was just actually pitching out free line yeah free line uh, cigar minute, yep. um, while we were bottom fishing structure with fishing oriented then yeah, well no actually well yeah actually we were we were yep. fishing over some rocks and uh um for snapper and grouper yeah and uh and i just free line debate out and, and wound up catching two nice kings but now you know uh i was telling you guys earlier my last sheep's head trip we hooked a 25 pound king um, on light tackle right um, out there fishing for sheep's head so uh and it's funny you brought that up because you're right i have i've been coming here 20 years and i don't think i've ever seen a, a strictly kingfish tournament right yeah um, we intend on doing that uh, okay there is a season here it's not not going to be what the, the atlantic side is but uh but, but there's a fishery here just nobody's tapped on it so i think uh, that'll be something we've been talking about our last few meetings about bringing something we're just trying to coordinate with the offshore guides here and see when the best time to do it would be so if you're targeting kingfish here how are you doing it because let's just take for example for us we find live bait first thing in the morning that's that's what you do it may take you an hour to catch live bait and then we you know we slow the same slow. way here sabiki rigs or whatever okay um, and what know. do you use sabiki in here what kind of baits i mean thread fin okay uh, thread fins yep pretty much mostly the thread fin. yeah i would, I would a lot think of people so too pull cigar i mean uh, not cigars uh, uh finger mullet yeah um but uh most mostly where my, where my, would you where would you catch to go ahead Ricky. my first time ever coming here was in the late 90s i was running out of the steenhatchee river and we ran a, it was a slick like a mirror finish on the on the on the water and we ran across a large school of of thread fins okay and it was it was covered up with kingfish I mean, no kidding yeah so the bait fishing and kingfishing was in the same spot yeah and, and you know we're that's talking about typical. yeah i think well, it's 10 feet of water or right something. yeah and, and, that, and i think that's the allure also is you know we want to be able to that's why i said we we're going to kind of coordinate it with the offshore guys and the inshore guys because there is a run when they're in 10 to 20 foot of water so you could actually offer that as an inshore or a calcutta yeah, yeah. Or an inshore yeah yeah and, and i can remember fishing out of tampa the, the one tournament we fished, I forgot the downriggers, you know, because we're, you know, we always use downriggers, but we never fished in more than yeah. 20 feet of water. So it didn't, it, 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 it made, it made, you know, you're not going to fish a downrigger yeah. in, in 12 feet of water. That trip I made Chris over Stevens here too, worked. that also passed a, yeah, Chris is here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that trip, we also ran over a school of redfish and I'll never forget it. The whole, the whole, like gulf turned like tea colored water yeah. we're talking about a school of redfish that was like maybe an acre in size that's awesome thousands and they're thousands out there right now them. they're out there right now i've been hearing about the schools out there right now around yeah. pepper fishing so no kidding there. yeah you still have those those giant schools absolutely so it, it, that brings me to another point uh 
when you and I carry fish last year two, three feet, if, you know, for, for us, when, whenever we're trying to sight fish for redfish, besides being in the grass, we, we run the edge of the intercoastal mm-hmm. with, with, on, on, a, on, on a very calm day. And you could just see a push, you know, just the, the water, just get up sure. and move. Yes. You, can you do that here? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And it could be a hundred fish. That could be a thousand fish. <laughs> oh. you just, out here, you never know what you're going to run across. Um, I, I personally, if I'm fishing above two foot of water, I'm deeper than I want to be. Right. Um, you know, you guys were fishing with lipless twitch baits, I think, if I remember right. we were. Yep. You guys had a couple bait balls. Um, it runs about a foot deep. Um, which, like I say, right now, those, those baits, are, they're going to be keying on those baits. Um, that scaled sardine. A lot of people use the Ozuri yep. plus twitch baits. Um, and then top water. Um, I, you know, I, was, I, I said I hadn't fished out here lately. Yep. I, I lied. Um, <laughs> two weeks ago, I looked at my boat. I didn't want to put it out and have to come bring it back in and clean. So I got lazy. I got in my waders. I walked out behind my house. And I caught three reds on top. Which Unreal. was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, their water temps get up to the mid 60s, low 70s. It's, 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 it, 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 yeah. It, it's, 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 and there's it's nothing the funner way. than watching a big red blow up on a top water boat. No, uh, but he comes yeah. up not built for it. Yeah. So. He, no, he's got to get on top of it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that, that to me is, uh, you know, that's, that's the ultimate. It's, that's, that, that's good stuff. It, it looks like, I, I mean, I just looked at the radar. Radar's kind of breaking up. Is it? Yeah, I mean, they were calling for 60% chance of rain today. And when I looked at it this morning, it was ugly. It said gusty and possible hail, and possible yeah. hail's not a good word when you're out <laughs> no, in the water. No, no, no ab- absolutely not. So, windy days here. Uh, let, let's, let's back up even more. So, for us, we like a southwest and then a southeast in the afternoon. If somebody wants to come over here fishing and they're looking at the forecast, what, what is the best wind forecast? I like very light. Yeah, no. <laughs> we all like light and most variable. People will tell you, yeah. you know, most people will tell you they don't want the north or the nor'east. Oh, uh, no, we don't my, either. My best trout came on a nor'easter. Right. And she was over eight pounds mm. and 18 inches of water on top. Right. So, you know, but, uh, that, that, but you remember, though. I do. You, you, I mean, it, because the, the, the biggest deer I've ever killed in Georgia – uh, I walked in and it was so the full moon was so bright that I didn't need a flashlight. And they always talk about, oh, you're not going to kill any deer on the they on fed the full all moon. night. Yeah, they exactly. fed all night. Yeah, they <laughs> they walked all night. You know, exactly. yeah. And and, and, and it's seven thirty. The biggest buck I've ever killed up there walks out. And I'm same, like, wow. Same for me. The day I caught those two hundred pound wahoo in one day, full yeah. moon. Full moon. By the way, that's a really good day. Yeah, two hundred pound wahoo is yeah. a really good day yeah. by any stand. I don't care where you're at. No, that's, I, I, that's, that's, it, that's epic. That's epic. That is yep. epic. Yeah. Well, um, they've they have um, these guys have figured the wahoo fishing out over there, and it's literally world class. I mean, it's it's world class. One one hundred pound wahoo is world class. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, you know, it's funny. Bailey and Blake had just. You know, I, I just—I told you I just made that trip Wednesday and Thursday, and we didn't get to fish Thursday because there was a big boating accident at one of the passes, and I guess one of the uh, work boats out there working the rigs had run into a sheep's head boat and killed a couple people. Wow. So we decided not to go out Thursday, but uh, I, I think I missed. I was, I was going after a big yellowfin, mm-hmm. um, 
in the last two weeks, I mean, that last fire, they had seven. They caught seven yellowfin that day. Small was 154, released two breeders. <laughs> and their small was 154. Yeah. Right. Um, then the next day, I had, they, they had two 190s. And then the day after that, they had their big fish that they've had on that boat, which was a 232. So I missed it by a week, week and a right. half. So right. we get out there, and he says, man, it's kind of broke up. Yeah, um, damn. But they had a 91 on Oahu, and that was the biggest they'd caught on their boat. And that was a heck of a fish. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's Good it's, Lord, that's a lot of Chris fish. Chris and I fished together in a tournament. You and Chris with, Stevens. Yep, yeah, yeah, me. Yep. I'm looking at him. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't see. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we fished together and caught a 96 on, on a friend of ours' boat. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's yeah. just a lot of fish. Such a beautiful, majestic creature, just and fast. So you're – when you're fishing over there, you said you're pulling ballyhoo. Mm-hmm. We were right. rigging ballyhoo. Yes, right. we were. And, and they do it. A lot of times they pull plugs over there, the, the nomad plugs, which we don't do on our we, we, You know, it's funny. We had one nomad plug run out as a shotgun line. But yeah. uh, we, we caught all – and we actually didn't catch any, like I was telling you. We missed – I think I missed the my yeah. window for the – they're still out there. We just – we weren't lucky enough to hook up. We got seven. We got seven blackfin, really nice blackfin, yep. mature blackfin. Um, and uh, we had two good hoos, I think, probably in the 40-pound range, 40, 45 pounds. Um, so it was a great day. I mean, that was my first black fin. I caught my first yellow fin up with them about, I guess, four or six months ago. Now, they fished the lump, um, and that's chunk fishing. Now, we were trolling the lump, but yep. they said that those fish normally stack up on there. So they're, 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 the chunk fishing is with pogies? No, no. Uh, like, I wish we were using chunks of bonita. Okay, okay. And you're just freelining it, kind of like you would do with a mangrove fishing. Right, 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 you know, exactly. Don't, don't let it bump. And, you know, my daughter, it's kind of funny. My daughter's over there, and I don't do this kind of fishing, so she takes that big chunk of bonita, and she slides it in between the folds. And I said, hook that bait. She yeah. says, no, Dad, you don't hook the bait. <laughs> and I said. Don't you know that, I Dad? Said, right. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, you got to hook the bait. She right. says. Who's the first mate on this boat? <laughs> <laughs> so I just zipped my lips yeah, zip at that point. Yep. And sure enough, you know, I hook up with a 72-pound Wahoo wow. shortly thereafter. And then I caught my first. It wasn't a big yellow fin. It was about 30 pounds. But, uh, and, and they are the swords right now. I mean, he caught a 316 sword there last year. Damn. And I think 310 is the state record. And I, that was another one of them dad just shut up kind of things. Right. Where I said, you know, she, says, uh, she sends me this picture. And I'm like, that's huge. And she says, yeah, it's 316. And I said, wow, that's, is that big? And she says, well, 310 is the state record. I said, you guys broke the state record. Right. She goes, well, no, Dad, because there were three of us on the rod. This is where you learn to just zip it. Right. And I says, why is there three of y'all on the rod? Right. And my daughter's one of those, well, because we're dropping 1,500 feet with a squid. <laughs> Have you ever reeled a 300-pound fish up? And I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. zip it. Yeah. I understand, honey. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's but but good. but listen, she she those guys they are living the life. Um, they they do inshore and offshore charters. Um, so triple tail, tri- triple tail charters. Um, Blake Rigby and uh, you know that fishery is. Un- We've is. got a fantastic fishery here, and and you know just a little side note, I did the inshore over there with a different charter right. company. I didn't enjoy it like I did here. Right. The fishing is completely different. Um, they pop cork. Yeah, and, and Cajun thunders inch. and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. they do that here. Yeah. But I'm a, I guess I'm a finesse guy. I, you know, lipless twitch baits are top water. That's my you're kind of fishing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're a top water stuff. I guess I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take our last break here on the Nimnik <laughs> Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. And when we come back, we'll do uh, updated weather and updated tides.
Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. And hey folks, just a reminder now, we will be at Standard Feed and Seed next weekend. Um, and it, it's going to be a, a, a very entertaining show. Uh, the, uh, it's, um, if, if you know Mr. Frank who runs the place, there will be chicken poop bingo. I don't know if you guys have ever played that before. No. Uh-huh. Not, not yeah. lately. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, should, it, should, it should be fun. Sounds uh, like a cool concept. Hey, I yeah. just realized we had no call-in from Top Gun today. Yeah, we did not. I miss those jokes. Oh, no, no kidding. Yeah. All right, let's, let's get caught up on our, on our weather, uh, the weather update. It's always brought to you by the Bearded Pig, best barbecue in Jacksonville. Uh, rest of the day, southwest winds 10 to 15, shifting to the south in the afternoon. Tonight, southwest winds 10 to 15, diminishing to 5 to 10 after midnight, seas 2 to 3. Sunday, southwest winds 5 to 10, becoming southeast in the afternoon. That, that's, a, that's a perfect forecast for the last day of the Wahoo shootout. I mean, they, they, I w- I'll be curious to see how many boats. If, if Paul, if you're, if you're listening, t- text me and let me know how many boats you think are going to be fishing tomorrow. Um, Monday, south winds 5 to 10, seas 2 to 3. Tuesday, southwest winds 5 to 10, seas around 2 feet. And then Tuesday night, uh, hopefully, Jody, is our, our last cold front of the year. Uh, northwest winds 10 to 15, and then north on Wednesday at 15 to 20. So that's, um, that's, that, 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 that's a tough day. Tides, brought to you by Angie Subs, best subs, Jack's Beach right there, Penman of Beach Boulevard. So St. Augustine, our inlet area of Delano Beach, we have a 606 low tide and a 1209 high tide. And so tomorrow it'll be a, a, a basically daylight, 7 o'clock or so. That's right. Be a, be a dead low tide, and it looks like the weather's – Weather's going to be pretty tomorrow. Um, I, I, I think, Jody, if I, it, 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 I do a, a fishing report on Friday mornings, and, and I talked about this, no, nobody's been able to get offshore for a while. Um, and, and so you're, you're going to have a bunch of people going wahoo fishing tomorrow. I, I, I think that if, if, I was, if I was running a trip tomorrow, I'd run the beach. I'd, I'd go find a bay pod and 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 start fishing around that bait pod until about 10 30 then i'd start to go look for rays i think it's going to be i mean you know you're talking southwest and then and then south so anytime you're gonna you 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 know you're gonna have or that wind's gonna quit around 10 30 and switch it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day for it uh, i mean you know we what, what we they they caught them at the beginning of march when we had all that warm weather and stuff and now we've had these two cold fronts i, I think that I think those fish are going to be around. Yep, second push. Second push. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep. But the, the the key to it is 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 finding the bait, which I mean that's always. It, it, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's always. That is the name of the game. Uh, always, always the key to it. Um, and 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 again, nobody nobody's been out there to bother the fish at all. So if they, it, and I would, again, if it was me, I'd run south. Even even if I was fishing on a bayport. Yep. I'd, I'd run south. Um, typically, not always, but typically, uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, start, starting 40 feet of water. That's where I always start. And, and, and the reason that I do that is at 11 o'clock or so, 11.30, you can look both ways. You can look east and you can look west because of, the, of, of the, where the sun is. Yeah. You know, because you don't, obviously, if it's, if, it's, if it's too low to your left, you can't look left for rays. 
because you can't look into the sun. But if you got it up where you can look left and right. And with the wind being out of the southwest. That's right. No ripple on the water. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So uh, I, I think that uh, our, our, our water temperature this week, it, it, it had dropped some, you know. Um, I guess it was what, about 10, day, 10 days ago. It was in the 72, 73. Yep. And, it, and, and it's dropped what 10 degrees since then yes and then i believe it's on the climbing back up yeah that's what yeah 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 yeah, that's why that's why i'd I'd go look that you know that always makes me curious like we just talked about over here the shallower water versus the deeper water over there that sea surface temperature that we're seeing is it it what's the water like down deep oh it's it's it totally changes that thermocline is is absolutely people who are better than me can can use their gain yeah. on you know on their bottom oh, recorders yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and figure out those those thermoclines and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean for, I can see them for, for me I've always done it the old fashioned way. If I'm catching cold water sharks on the downrigger, it's cold. <laughs> you know, seriously, yeah. I, I bring I bring the downrigger up. You know, that, <laughs> or you that, can that, feel your leads. Or you, you feel your leads, yeah, or yeah. or even even the fish. You know, I mean when you when you bring a fish off the bottom, I mean because it's the weirdest damn thing in in a in the middle of the summertime. It's a hundred degrees outside, and and the water temperature will be sixty nine. Yeah, you know because of the wind direction and That's everything right. else. You know, it's it's yeah. But, I always just wonder on a, that quick of a temperature change. You know, like when we we jump up high, it jumped up quick too. It was like a week. It totally up. affects them. And yeah, Jody Jody said it earlier. I mean, and that's why that's why when you get the the, the steady temperatures. In, in April and May, you know, you could fish four, five, six, seven, eight days and have good days because the condition. Yeah, exactly. So then, where are they going to go? Like, they don't you know, go anywhere. That's yeah. They don't go anywhere. They just it, it, their metabolism shuts, shuts down. down. Yep, and and they just they they, they don't want to feed, and that's why, whenever we're you know running charters, inshore in January, February, it just drives me crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, the guy throws it out and he's twitching it. He's twitching. I'm like, look. Just let it bounce just because we're throwing live shrimp you know just let it let it and if it stops on the bottom let it sit there same for, here yeah. twitch baits you yep. know these guys will throw in there jerking like they would in, in 70 degree weather and right like, that's right exactly lift your rod tip and let it sit for just a second right lift your rod tip and let it sit for just a second oh well wow yeah wow that works yeah 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 and and and, and then if he keeps doing it i'm just like fine yeah. sometimes you have to show them you have Who to, do? You have to like uh, watch. I'll catch fish. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm with you. Yeah. If you feel like that there's fish there, but they're not making the right presentation, um, yeah, you, you you have to do that sometimes. You know, we uh, I met a boy out the other day, and it was a little bit cool out there, and uh, I was I was actually working the bait too quick, and this was back over toward uh, Spring Warrior, which is north of us here. Right. And, uh, we're in a place called well Yates Creek area, and, and I, I was just fishing my normal method and uh boy over the boat next to me and i know him and he's a good fella and i says uh i, I watched him wear him out and i'm like all right dude <laughs> right i yeah. must not have the right no, thing in my box. Yeah, what are right. you throwing yeah. and uh he was actually throwing an old corky and old paul brown um, but that bait is a suspended bait and i mean he, and, and if i sat there and i really watched him because i sat down and i did and i just mm-hmm. and he just lightly t- he, mm-hmm. you know where we'd normally tip down you do yep. a little twitch yep. reel in twitch yep um he just i mean ever so light and, yeah. uh, and he, before you know it, he'd be hooked he's up. Ca- They're all big slobs. I mean, he's catching these big slobs. It, it is. It absolutely. But those fish, you said it exactly right. Yep. The metabolism was slow. Right. They weren't going to do a lot. They're not going to expend a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know. But if it comes right by them and it's the easy pickings, then they were just pulling. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes we see just the opposite during the summertime. 
when the water temperature Precisely. drops a little bit, it fires them Absolutely. off. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if it, 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 if, if, it, if it gets up to 85, 86, it's, you, you, you better catch them by 9, 30, 10 o'clock. No doubt about because it. Because when it gets hot, uh, but then you, you see that water temperature drop three or four degrees, uh, especially on the beach. You know, that, it's well, it's it, the same well, here. You yeah. Know, you, you just, you oh, the God. Right. It's got, you got to get 90 degrees here, right? Exactly. Oh. Yeah, it gets warm. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And it does the same. It has the same effect on them. It, it slows them down. I went fly fishing with a very good friend of mine, Mark Helmet, and I did a couple of years ago. And we had guides in North Carolina. Some of the most fun I've ever had fishing. Really? Okay. In January, snowing like hell. I mean, it's. I'll show you the pictures after the show. It, it was phenomenal. And so I was talking to the guide, you know, because I mean, we're just the fish are just chewing. You know, I mean, it's as cold as all get out. I'm like, wow, this this place has got to be like unbelievable in the spring and the summer. And he goes, no, it's dead. And I'm like, he goes, yeah. He goes, when, when the water temperature warms up a little bit, he said it shuts them down. It just blew my mind. I'm like, that is completely the opposite, the opposite. Of, of of what we think about, you know. But I mean, here it was. I mean, it was it was cold, cold. Thank God we had insulated waders on. That's the only thing keeping you warm. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was good stuff. Good stuff. So. Well, you know, we have a couple uh, uh, a couple of our airboat captains here. Absolutely love the winter. Uh, matter of yes. fact, yes, uh, Cap- Captain Steve. He says, Jody, I don't I don't run any during the summer. All I fish is the winter months. Right. He said, but I'm literally I'm booked every day of the winter, and I've watched him come in on these cold mornings and just uh, they're ten ten thirty. They're in and they're limited out. And, yeah, it's cheating. Call it what you will. Yeah, it no, no, goes so, back to so, if it ain't so, broke, don't so, uh, fix yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sitting downstairs with 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 two charter captains yesterday, um, tall guy. You met him this morning. Yeah, he's got an airboat. And oh, that that's a uh, that's Staten. That's Staten. Staten. One Staten. of my one of my new captains. Okay, all right. Good, yeah. good kid. Yeah, man. good yeah. kid. And, and and the other captain sitting there goes, he's a cheater. He's a cheater. He's got an airboat. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like the guy with a crossbow. And the yep. guy with the, with a vertical bow, you know, and, and, and but it's the same season. Yeah, all the rules are the same. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but but he's got a raven. He's got a raven. Yeah, he, he shoot can shoot yards. out hundred yards. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a thirty yeah. yard guy. Yeah, but but that that has been a, a staple here for a long time. Yes, the airboats because they Absolutely. used to they used to do that when I in in, in Swanee. Uh, when I was growing up, drove my grandfather crazy. I mean, you know, there's one of those airboats, you know, and they go across the mud flat, you know, and they'd stop in a, a hole, and it was full of redfish. And load the boat. Load the boat. And at that time, it was unlimited. Oh, wow. It, it was 12 inches and unlimited. I mean, so it, it really got ugly. Well, Captain Steve and his wife, Captain Cindy, both run out of here, and they both run airboats, and all they run is winter months. And, I mean, I'm just telling Isn't you. Isn't that I, funny? I, I don't think I've seen him come in or Miss Cindy f- with, without a, a limit. I mean, they, so so do they do scallop trips in the summertime? I don't think they do. Really? No. They just, he, can he's, you, uh, he's kind of semi-retired. Right. Great guy. I mean, you talk yeah. about good people. They're, they, like I say, all my guides are just really good people. Yeah. Um, and they all bring their own special thing, twist to the to the mix. Sure. But, uh, but he's, uh, uh, he, like I said, I said, I, I don't have to fish. Right. Anytime that I don't want. I like winter fishing, so that's when I fish. And, I mean, I'm just telling you, he's solid booked. He that's, stays solid booked. Kevin, it just sank in what he just said. He said he doesn't think he's seen him come in without a limit. Yeah. That is just 
Yeah, that's for, phenomenal. Can you imagine having that feeling? It's like, oh man, we didn't we didn't get a limit today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, that's not what we. No, said. I, I, I talked again. I talked about the trip we had, uh, Kerry and I had with Jody last year, and he's like, man, I'm sorry, that was just kind of kind of slow. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> that was phenomenal. Yeah, who cares? It was it was it was fun stuff, Jody. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for everything, and thank you for uh, supporting the outdoor show. And, and uh, I, 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 I know a ton of people who have come over here because of the outdoor show, so it's, it's, we, been, it's, we, been, it's we, been good. We love being a part of it. Uh, come see us. Uh, we'll take good care of you. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Thank you for putting us up, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Enjoyed having you. Uh, Steve Hatchie River Club, Steve Hatchie Marina. That's where we are today, and uh, don't forget, next weekend we will be live at Standard Feed and Seed. For Captain Ricky Poor, I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya.